Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good. All right, welcome back to Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 192. Matt, it's been a while. We were both ridiculously busy last week, so um, we said, hey, no, we're just going to postpone this. So how you been, buddy? I haven't really talked to you in a couple of weeks because I've still been too busy during the week. Um, I, I have to confess, Graham, uh, last week was n- not a good week for me. Um, it, I, I had a bad mental health week, uh, but got free aside with a lot of love from everyone around me, so... Much better place now. Just took that week off, and it was—I didn't do no podcasting at all last week. It was lovely. Zero. Zero. Wow. Um, I am shocked because, as everybody knows, you have a, a plethora of podcasts. I have a portfolio. It's just true, Graham. But uh, you do to record. Uh, zero. It's been the longest you've ever gone without recording, right? Um. Yeah. 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 For 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 four years. Yeah. Um. Wow. I have, but I have a question for you, Graham. Okay. Um, on 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 the 28th of uh, of this month, Graham, you've asked me if we can record at three o'clock Eastern. Is that all right of you still? Uh, oh, I thought I said the opposite. I thought I said, can we uh, not record at that time? Three p.m. Monsieur. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, as we're being rather cryptic here, that's uh, the chance. I'm going to be in Paris, Graham. No, you are Ooh. not. You're actually going to be there for the Champions League final. Yeah. Shut up. Hold on, you just said the other week you can't go to AEW because you can't afford... Uh, sorry, you can't go to the WWE show in Wales because you don't have any money. And now you're going to go across to Paris and watch the Champions League final? In a matter of speaking, I'm going to be there. Texas is covering the final ground live. Uh, <laughs> got other part. It did seem possible. Like, it's probably only about three hours on the train from where to you fair, are. To be fair, my manager is going across to Paris to be in the fan park. I'm uh-huh. like, what's the point? But... Yeah, it is what it is. We are being a little cryptic about this, of course. Liverpool, obviously the team that both me and Graham support, made the Champions League final in uh, spectacular fashion this past weekend. We'll be playing Real Madrid, who performed a comeback worthy of Lazarus on Wednesday night. Um, I would say um, so. A similar sort of thing which um, the Tigers are going to need, I think, at some point this season in baseball. Oh, um, were you not listening when we did the introductions? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it, it wasn't. They're listening. having a bad start of the season, Graham. Yes, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I want to say just one thing before I do introduce our guest officially. I've been slumping for a while. Um, I'm, I've got my, uh, I got my merch on today. Um, you've heard me mention several times, Matt. Um, I've probably been listening to wrestling podcasts for about five years, and I've said on multiple occasions there's only two that I have continued to listen to for the whole five years. Some have just kind of gone by the wayside and they don't release episodes anymore. The two, of course, one of them obviously is our bosses at uh, View from the Top Rope, uh, Chad and Diesel. I've listened to them from very early on and continue still to listen to them. And the other one is the Wrestling Perspective podcast, which is why I was where, which is why I was sitting up because I do have the hoodie here. And um, people who've listened to MGB for a long time might actually remember uh, we actually had Dennis on MGB. They it was remember. episode. I had to look back. I had to find out episode. You 20. don't even remember. 
I knew it was season one, but it's uh, I'm saying we're in our fifth season now, so I had to go back and look exactly. Episode 26, uh, you did uh, Dinobots or Wrestlers, and you were very gracious to come on and challenge a then four-year-old, who I asked last night, I said, do you remember that? And he said no, and my heart broke a little bit. I was like, ah, oh. so we might have to play that for him at some time. Uh, right, you it's all good. Mr. Farrell, indeed. Thank you guys so much. You, for many years, you were like our only fan. No joke. <laughs> I, I kid you not. Like It started out with Petey Williams and myself, and there was probably two years where we maybe had the 100 downloads, and you were like oh. one of them. Yeah, no joke. You were like our only fan. I believe we only sold one shirt, and you bought it. I'm not even I, lying on that. I had the choice actually. When I when I got when I came home from work and I got dressed, I was like, I could put on. I was going to put on my red shirt, and I was like, oh, I can just put my hoodie over the top. So no, I have both. I have I do have a t-shirt, and uh, I've had this hoodie for for several years, and it was something I I was like, when I'm going to wrestling like in the fall, like I I, I can't just wear a t-shirt because it's too cold. So I needed a hoodie. This was the first one I got. This is still my one that I. This is my default one I go to. It's not going to be clear on the camera, but it is starting to get a little frayed. I think I've had this for four years now, so I might have to might have to get a second one. Oh, Matt, we don't normally see the raise hand function on uh, Skype. Matt, you have a question. Um, more of a statement, Graham. It, oh. um, just to, just to um, show how much he adores that hoodie, Dennis. He took it WrestleMania weekend of him. Oh, okay. That, I didn't think that's what you were going to say to begin. Where are the pictures? Um, I have, I have picked. I, I had a picture of him yeah. wearing it, but I'm not allowed to show that picture. But is oh, he, he the pooing it? What's he doing here, guys? Oh, it, it, it's my worst ever picture. Um, Space Monkey was there. I was really excited. And we managed to get a quick picture. And for some reason, it looks like I got tasered as I was taking the picture. Uh, it's not like a facial expression at Matthew, all. Matthew, send me that picture. I want to <laughs> post it up on our, our 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 feeds and be like, look, we sold a shirt. And it made it to WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> it was at an indie event. He just used my Sunday <laughs> name, Graham. Am I in trouble? No, no, no. You're good to go. <laughs> I'm just saying, send me that picture because uh, that needs to be celebrated. We'll Not talk. It. We'll talk. Talking to the, you. the funny thing is, you yeah, we you misunderstood what the problem was because you tried like editing the background or something. The picture, the picture, the it was, it was terrible, and I focused it all up. So and you said to blurry. me like, "What do you think about this now?" And I was like, "I can still see my face in the picture." So I was like, "No, this is not." You, I, if you're gonna, I want my face blurring out before you send that picture. I genuinely thought that the problem with the picture was that it was just a blurry background. It was all blurred in general. I'm like. I cleaned it all up so you can see yourself. It looks lovely, to be fair. But, yeah. Now, this is the time when we, of course, give you that chance to promote your podcast. And the thing that I didn't even mention in the intro is, like, the number of top quality co-hosts that you've had over the years. You mentioned P.D. Williams right at the start. You've had other WWE wrestlers in there. You had um, one of my favorites, Matt. You know this is one of my favorites. Eli Drake, who's now L.A. Knight, of course. You've had um, players who are all-stars. You've had players who are Baseball Hall of Famers. You've had um, Stanley Cup winning players on your team. And currently right now, of course, you've got a guitarist from a massive rock band, uh, Rancid, as well. And um, love the song ruby soho obviously and that was one of the big interviews that you got 
phenomenal podcast i i i find that so hard to believe in the early days that i was the only one um but just so mm. many great co-stars over the year please tell us about the current incarnation of a wrestling podcast uh wrestling perspectives podcast uh, i listen i'm gonna start this out by saying i'm a very lucky man i am a man of medium talent who has been lucky enough to find people with massive talent to want to do podcasts with me i'm not even gonna lie about that and the fact that some of these guys uh, come around and want to do it, uh, Lars Fredrickson and myself right now, uh, you know, we're waiting for Petey Williams to get fired from WWE so he can come back home. You know, uh, come on, Pete, we're waiting. Time's to click, buddy. Uh, one of these massive releases, you you get you got to come on back. So uh, um, I know it sounds horrible. He won't get fired, but Jesus uh, Christ! Yeah. Yeah. I'm a good friend. There's one of my devil advocates I had planned for you. Go on. Okay. Lovely. <laughs> wow. Uh, and he just sent me a text too, Petey. So hi, Pete. Uh, which was weird. So anyways, uh, it's me and Lars Fredrickson. We are lucky enough to interview anyone and everybody in the wrestling industry. Uh, you mentioned the Ruby Soho, Soho interview, mm-hmm. which kind of I feel like put us on the map on mainstream pop podcasts in – yeah, since then, we just kind of tried to do different things and uh, interview different wrestlers, whether they're at the top or the bottom. Mm-hmm. The one I would like to, I know somebody asked you, uh, I think apparently you get asked this a lot, like, who is your favorite guest? Now, I don't want you to answer necessarily that one, but the one, that, perhaps the one that I found the most interesting, that might have been perhaps one of your toughest one, was um, another good cop, bad cop favorite, MJF. That was the most entertaining podcast I had ever done. Uh, I don't want to put too much. Maybe when we hit stop, I'll tell you the real story behind the podcast. But um, that was a a thrill to do. It was absolutely fun. And, uh, you know, MJF is MJF. That's all I'm going to say. It was very from a listening perspective. I, I, I normally do, I normally do the audio podcast, but that one I actually said no. I want to physically watch this one because I wanted to see the reactions from from you guys as well. And as always, MJF delivered. Uh, he was not hanging back. Uh, he was throwing shots at everybody. He was making it deliberately as uncomfortable for you guys as possible, and it was uh, it was awesome. I loved it. It was glorious, but and it and it came off well. Oh, I thought so. Okay, I good. So. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I'm I'm trying to remember. I lose my track of time very quickly. I think you had FTR on. Was it a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. I'm not sure quickly how quickly you release those episodes either. Uh, it it depends. You know how many we have in the bank and what we feel like will be newsmaker interviews. Sure. Uh, if we do an interview. And we feel like there's some new stuff that uh, some of the sheets or the wrestling, you know, report websites will latch onto and you know, essentially give us free publicity, we'll we'll kind of leapfrog those first into the hopper. So, yeah. I know one of the potential, we'll we'll do bad cop moments later, but it does seem like that there's been certain organizations who've been taking stuff from your interviews and perhaps claiming them as their own. We got got a nice little eye roll there. (laughs) Oh, you know what? That is my biggest pet peeve. Uh, Listen here, I, I don't know... This subject might be one of the few subjects to get me to cuss. That's how angry it gets me. Because oh, you're allowed to cuss on this show. Matt Matt does frequently. He's a potty mouth, so yeah. Do I fuck? Oh, well, then I'll be able to drop some bombs here in a minute. Don't drop the C bomb. Cat. Exactly. 
Okay, good. Uh, I won't say that. Then bleat me out, guys, anytime I talk about my beep. Okay. Uh, but my biggest pet peeve are you, you basically have the the four pillars of wrestling website reporting. I think you'd say Fightful, Wrestling Inc., maybe Ringside, and I think there's probably another one that I'm forgetting. If so, oh, I'm Carl I, Yeah. What exactly? There you go. And those are the four that are generally great at doing their job. They'll they'll embed the video. That's kind of been one of my things is if you're going to take quotes, at least put the video so people can kind of click it and, and give us some views. And it it, it helps move us forward. Uh, a lot of the secondary sites that aggregate those stories will start messing up things or messing up names. I think one was like uh, Jared something was interviewing FTR. I'm like, we don't even have a Jared on the show. Like, are you effing kidding me? And and then they don't add links, and sometimes they don't even add the name of the show. And it's like, look, come on, guys. You know, we're just trying to get people more than 100 listeners. Help help a brother out here. You know, and that's kind of been my and, – and every podcast will say the same thing. If you get a guest and a, a website will pick it up, and then you start seeing the secondary websites pick it up, and – all of a sudden things are getting messed up or wrong or misquoted. And now you have to go to go like, guys, I didn't, you know, you, not my fault. Mm-hmm. I've seen that with so many of, of our, of our compatriots. I mean, for example, a prime example um, is our good friend, James um, from primetime um, conversations, um, who now does an amazing um, Kathy Renee with Renee Dupree. Just amazing. It's an amazing series. People are quoting that and they're misquoting it. And I'm like, dude, it's literally a video. Embed the sucker. <laughs> right. Takes two seconds. Just just embed it. That's, you know, please. You know, I, I would love to have more people view our work. And uh, I, I appreciate it. Listen, don't get me wrong. I appreciate anybody that takes a second to listen or to write up any of the quotes for my interviews. I'm too lazy. I won't do it. And I know that that holds our podcast back a little bit because a lot of the news sites want the the podcast to transcribe all the stuff. But look, man, I'm a working man. We don't make any money off our podcast. We don't. We try not to do advertising, so we don't have to feel like we're we're shilling stuff onto our fans, or we don't do a Patreon because we don't want to try to take money. We just want people to listen, and. I'm not going to pay for someone to transcribe it. So, you know, what I do is I'll I'll send it a, a day or two to a, a site or two and tell them if you transcribe it, you can have it early. Uh, I'm not going to do the work. I'm I'm sorry. I don't care how great the interview is. I'm I'm lazy. Matt, could you not have put yourself on mute at least? I can hear you squirting something into your mouth. It's like shh, shh, shh. he is so unprofessional. I have this is what I have to deal I with. I like him. Oh my gosh! I, I thought like, I had press mute. <laughs> Oh, okay. I was like, all I can hear is like that air sound the whole time. Um, I hope I'm not st- candy. A candy spray. That sounds so American. It, it, we have a American candy shop in in town now. Legit. Uh, uh, okay. Um, I hope I'm not spoiling uh, spoiling anyone's moment. But I did see um, uh, Scotty Too Hotty basically had the same thing. Uh, somebody put out the thing that Scotty Too Hotty hates doing meet and greets, and he had to come out and say on his own page, he's like, no, that's not true at all. I didn't say that at all. And yeah, multiple people thankfully jumped to his defense and said, well, when I met you in 2014, you were really nice and blah 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 blah. Yeah. So but yeah, they just twist it, it. It's for clicks. That's absolutely what it was for. They turned the message around to make it sound more interesting than it actually. Was. 
Have you misquoted your Hottie Graham? I have not. No. No, you, no, you met. No, you met um, uh, Jerry Lawler. Correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. Oh, I would love to meet Scotty too, Honey. I would love to talk about the world. I, I'd, I'd love to talk about how, how I came up with the idea for that, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sure. Hey, we, we we might not even need to do any segments in this show at all. I think we've got enough just... Should we call this a wrap right now? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps we should go on to some good cop moments. What do you say, guys? Absolutely. I'm in. All right, guests always get to go first. Uh, Dennis, what is your main good cop moment of the week, month, year, whatever time frame you like? Uh, you know, if this is coming out this week, which it better, because if you're going to put me in a can behind somebody, I'm not ever coming back. I'm going to tell you that now. That's my one podcast demand. I want this to come out on time. Sunday. Call my agent. That's, that's okay. Good. Call my agent. Uh, uh, Dante Martin, that match with Felix Holy cow. Uh, I, I, we all know that this guy is, is going to be a star soon. And that match right there, I think hyper jumped him on his way to being a top guy. I, I love the kid. I love watching him work. And that match right there, uh, I can't wait until we can put together a nice little winning streak. Cause uh, if there's anybody on that AEW roster that deserves to kind of put together a, a few big wins, it's that kid right there. And I really feel like hopefully it comes sooner than later, but that has to be my good cop moment, guys, that match, the way he came off, uh, that's going to be his company one day. Matt, you're the AEW expert on the show. So what are your thoughts? I have to admit, I have not seen the match currently. It's been a very hectic week this week. We've got to work and everything, but it is on my uh, on my Skybox to watch, Graham. So I will be watching that probably every weekend. I'm getting the, the shake of the approval from Mr. Fowler. I do apologise, sir. It's not I don't want to watch it. I haven't got round to it yet. I've got a lot to catch up on. But, I feel like you knew I was going to say that, so you deliberately not watched that match, so you hung me out to dry, and now here I am, like, huh, guys, that was great, and everybody's like, I didn't watch it, and I'm like, oh, not again. Oh, 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 contraire, I know exactly what you're talking about. However, I, I, do, I do know how talented um, they are, so uh, they definitely, I could see, much like everyone thought of Adam Page when he got the championship, uh, he could be a world champion for a long time. But the face that played in the in the championship this weekend. Okay. No. Yeah, I was uh, going to say I watch my AEW content through YouTube, so I'll normally watch the top five uh, top five moments and then anything else that kind of catches my eye. So as I'm stacking them up, and I saw that that was the number one moment, I was like, oh wow, I wasn't kind of expecting that. Some of the other moments I thought would be in there, like I'm assuming MJF and Wardlow was going to be kind of. So when I saw that was number one, and yeah, the reaction from the crowd was phenomenal. Uh, Dante Martin is somebody who was not on my radar a year ago, but once you start to see a few of those matches, how how can you not be impressed by that? and great to see Ray Phoenix in the ring as well. And um, yeah, it's it's great to see the the smaller guys, as it were, putting on that type of show. That's I'm gonna say wrestling is lots of different types. Um, I know the stereotypical image, certainly from the '80s, is it's the big guys, it's the tall guys, it's the heavy guys, and um, it's so nice that we get to see some different type of wrestling. And uh, yeah, Dante Martin and Ray Phoenix, definitely make sure you check out that recording that you made, Matt. You will not be disappointed. There was a lot of other good things in that show as well that you will also be. I have heard that the um, the thing for the Blackpool Fight Club um, 
certainly seen that's right, did I get the name right there? I I'm always getting that yep. name right wrong. I got it right quick. Lovely, lovely, lovely. <clears throat> that's in your backyard. How do you not know? Blackpool. Blackpool's four hundred miles away. It's all close. Oh, it is not four hundred miles. Now you're using Falling miles in that BS right now. It is not four hundred miles away. Um, I, it's probably as close to uh, you, Dennis, as Toledo. That, that just to give you some Toledo idea. In an hour it and is a half. Total BS in you right now. You can't make Blackpool an hour and a half. You got to go through <laughs> London. Oh, you might be a little further east than I thought. Okay, yeah, you might be right. You've been to my hometown, Graham. The quality of roads in England are not quite as good. If it was the same quality, if we had interstate right there, you'd be there in 90 minutes, though. I bet it's only about 90 miles. No, Graham, it's past Liverpool, Graham. It's it's over 250 miles. Oh, come on. That's not 250 miles. Over. Matt, go ahead and do your good cop moment. I'm Googling it right now. While you do that, Graham, I'm going to... I'm going to talk about Big E, um, who is one of, I think, everyone's favourite wrestlers. I mean, not a lot of people hate Big E. A lot of people love him. Um, he just reunited with a new day when he suffered that terrifying neck injury um, before WrestleMania, um, which changed things up. It was obviously maybe a six-man tag or changed to a two-man tag. But it was the way it was reached. I'm aware that it doesn't have a good cop moment, moment, but I'm building up to that part, okay? Matter of time, we've seen the re- they showed the replay on WrestleMania of the neck break. I'm like, why would you do that? Um, and why is it a good cop moment? Because we've been told that his C1 vertebrae isn't healing as fast as expected. Um, he needs over four or six weeks in a brace to avoid a fusion surgery. Now, the reason why this is a, a good cop moment, and I'm aware that this is still like, it's really like two months on from this happening. Yeah, I told you, Graham. <laughs> um, it's a good cop moment because it could have been a year out. He looks like he'd be back for SummerSlam, which is remarkable. Wow. Um, he could have had a stroke. He could have been paralysis, or he would have been killed by it. This, I'm going to say it, freak of nature, suffered a C1 and a C6 vertebra fracture. And he avoided fusion surgery. He was walking around his neighbourhood with a brace on a week after it happened. The guy is a freak of nature. I take my hat. This is why it's a good cop moment because Biggie, I adore the man. I when he got him in the bank and we knew he was going to be a champion at some point. It was it was just such a feel good moment. I mean, it sucked they took the belt off him at day one, but uh, it was just at the, it was so hot at the time, and hopefully this means that he will be back in the mix. When he's back and a good cop because he's well he avoided neck fusion surgery i don't know how can i not be a good cop moment um yeah the fact that obviously his recovery process is uh going well is a great thing um dennis you were at wwe uh was it raw a few weeks ago a few months ago i kind of lost track of it free was he there? or was that before his injury that was uh that was after his injury by uh it was 
I want to say it was after WrestleMania. It was uh, the second uh, Raw Cody came out, I believe. So, Ooh. yeah, it was it was a uh, good you – know, I tell you what, I, you know, talking about Big E and WWE, WWE has really kind of turned things around a little bit over the last six months. Uh, they, they were kind of the joke. Their booking was bad. And they're slowly getting better. Sure, they have their WWE moments. They'll always do that because that's what they do. But I got to tell you, that product where it was a year ago is light years of uh, ahead of where it probably should be in a lot of fans' minds. And they don't get the proper respect they deserve because, once again, they are WWE. And uh, going to Big E, you're right. Uh, you know, seeing Seeing how upbeat he is. That right there, that neck injury, a lot of people would be kind of an Eeyore about it, but he's he's not. And uh, that right there should just alone be the good cup moment, his his attitude towards this whole thing. The power of positivity. Yeah. Yeah, that, you that should, be, you yeah, should we market that. Too. That's good. You should tell <laughs> Yeah, the video he posted, like, pretty much straight after he was injured, the fact that he wanted to talk to the fans, and, um, yeah, <laughs> incredible. I think most people would just want to, I don't want anything to do with social media right now. I'm just in pain, and um, the, the fact that he took the time to get, do that. The pop he'll get when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It'll be Triple H level. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about you, Graham? uh okay well you hint you alluded to it i was way way off i'm embarrassed i know i haven't lived in england for best part of 20 years but yeah 300 miles five hours i was way off i was way off i don't know what i was thinking I, when it's i said a nine, trip that's it but yeah it's not that far it's really not that far no no it's right there in your backyard exactly yeah. i have been to blackpool but i would but that was 22 years ago did you meet him then no, he, William Regal was in America at the time. It was uh, during Invasion Angle. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. He he was a prominent character when I first moved to the States. And I had a few people in my class in middle school who were wrestling fans. And they would post, like, before memes were even big. Like, they would take pictures of Regal and they'd write my name underneath it. And uh, put, like, that's, I've got this right there. I got besmirched, and uh, I still have one of those pictures. I got besmirched by Mr. B, and I was like, I, I love that picture. I think it's, I think that's really funny. Um, that's his right there, because as oh, we all know, Rico is amazing. Absolutely. Now, yeah, this is kind of an interesting one. Like I say, since we recorded last, Matt, um, I've actually released three baseball. Well, I say I. My son and I have actually released three baseball podcasts. Uh, we've just released episode five yesterday at the time of recording. And um, I'm going to be honest, wrestling's not really been on the forefront of my mind at all. It's been more baseball, uh, particularly when you said, that, hey, let's just take a week off. And I was like, OK, I don't need to watch any wrestling. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't really miss it at all. And I was like, um, this might be kind of difficult to get back into good cop bad top um we made choices as well um the after we recorded last time matt um my son had a choice we could either go to one cw an independent organization in delaware which we'd intended going to or there was a baseball game in uh buoy and uh he chose the baseball game we actually went to two baseball games in one day and i was perfectly okay with that um, i wanted to go to one cw and then i was like eh, 
I'm quite happy watching some more baseball. And last weekend, we did go to an organization. We went to AWA, and that's actually why this is the good cop moment coming in. I didn't think I was, I didn't think I'd miss wrestling that much. And then once I started watching AWA wrestling again, I was like, all right, you got me back again, wrestling. Just as I thought, perhaps I almost started to lose interest. You got me back again. Uh, there is a review out that Jackson and I did, but every match was a minimum of 10 minutes. Uh, most of the matches were 15 to 20 minutes. You get a chance to tell a story. You get a chance for those wrestlers to interact with the crowd. It was awesome. I, I absolutely love it. The show was probably about three and a half hours. Can't go wrong with that. Um, I watched uh, Camille versus Ali Catch at CCW from Tidal Match as well. Um, cracking match there. I started watching highlights of AEW. I then started watching WWE highlights as well. Um, the top 10 moments, Matt, I don't know if you've noticed now, they're up to about 10 minutes long. We used to joke that it was like four or five minutes long, and that used to be my uh, basically WWE watching. It was five minutes on YouTube, and now it's actually up to about ten. And last night I watched something. I saw somebody tweet about this from somebody who used to go to Nova Pro uh, called Enjoy Wrestling, which I hadn't heard of that organization before. Uh, they started in 2020 in Pittsburgh, and it looks like they put all their shows on YouTube for free. Uh, the two matches last night were Alec Price versus Trisha Dora. Nice. And tag team action, it was uh, Dominic Greeny and Kevin Koo versus Jordan Blade and Elo Neal. Wow. Uh, I think I found myself another indie organization that I'm uh, really excited by as well. Um, they take their shows and they kind of record a whole show, but then they split it up into weeks. So I guess in their latest show will probably be on over the course of four weeks. Um, I made the slight mistake of looking up on Cage Match because I wanted to find out a little bit more. And I saw the results for the whole eight matches. But I was like, ah, well, uh, now you know that spoilers don't bother me that much. Much. If it's good quality wrestling, I, I still want to watch to see what it is. Just like you're going to watch that Dante Martin match as well. I don't think we actually said the result anyway, but you would still want to go watch it anyway. If it's good quality wrestling, you're going to watch it. So my good cop moment is... I was wondering if my love of wrestling was starting to decline and uh, whether baseball was going to overtake it. Um, I still love in baseball right now, but um, wrestling still got me hooked more than I thought it had. Um, I was not that excited for watching some wrestling, but as I started to watch some of those matches, I was like, all right, you got me. This is pretty good. Now, let me ask you this. Does your love of wrestling, uh, I guess, manifest itself in your children? So if they start to venture away from wrestling, you're not as interested or no matter how interested they're not, you'll still be into it. Now, that's something I, I think we, we, we kind of talk on and off, Dennis. Like, we'll probably go months at a time without talking or sometimes over a year. And I, I told you about a year ago, I said, I think Mason's probably done with he's, – he's, I, I said, within a year, I don't think the MGB Wrestling Podcast will continue. And it's quite possible that might still be true, actually. Jackson's kind of filling in. Um, I don't think Mason's recorded an episode in about two months. So Mason's definitely out of the equation right now. Um, he still likes going to indie events, though. So I, I, think, I think people know that my main thing is indie wrestling. And going to see live wrestling rather than watching it on TV. If both of the boys suddenly told me I don't want to go and see indie wrestling anymore, I am going to be less likely to want to go by myself and watch indie wrestling. So I think that's definitely something that would affect it. Um, I do like watching AEW wrestling, and they do not watch that with me. So I think that would be the main choice. If they if they suddenly said, we're done with wrestling, we don't want to see any more, I would probably still watch AEW uh, the highlights, um, but I probably wouldn't go to I wouldn't go to as many indie events for sure. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm I'm a bad wrestling fan in that aspect where I can't tell you I, I'm not much of a 
the, the older I get, the less I want to go out, put up with parking and, and deal with going in and waiting in line and big wrestling events. You know, I've, I've, I'm going to my first AEW show this year. Uh, I've been to a million WWE things. And e- even though I can have free tickets, I don't go. It's just... You know, I, I'm at that I, I'm at that age where I just you know what I can either catch it at home and when I'm bored I can turn it off, uh, but when I go there I sit there and I go why do I not go to these things more often and then uh-huh. you know a year from now when they come back into town I'll be like I don't know it's nice out the traffic's gonna suck I gotta wait in line I don't know so it's it's this weird dilemma I have with myself about going to live like I'll go to an indie show because I can get in and out easy go on Matt you got one question I got two questions. yeah no question every time you think that's gonna happen get in that mindset just remember this you spent a year and a half not being allowed to go out. Well, I, I trust me. I know. And, yeah, and, so, I've, and I've made up my fair share of wrestling in that time. Trust I, me. Yeah. So then when that, with that with that in mind, you get out as much as you can. I will say the last time I went to an indie event, I got COVID. <laughs> so, that's, oh. so it may have happened elsewhere, but it just seems to, it was a big event and, you know, no one's wearing masks, and it's not, it's not a thing in the UK anymore. Um, but, but yeah, it, it, it can happen anywhere. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I adore CXW. I adore it. I, it's effectively it's my local promotion because it's the closest one to me. And I've been to both the shows I've done so far, and I'll go to the next one in August, guaranteed. And um, I'd encourage you everyone to do it. I'm going to switch the order of my questions and I'll follow up with the indie question. I thought I saw you post this week that you wanted to go and see more indie wrestling in Ohio and uh, Michigan. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm an hour away from Ohio. There's no real reason. I think my problem is uh, my friends are not wrestling friends. Uh, I, I I took three friends to uh, the Raw and out of the three friends I took, Two of them had no clue who anybody was. It, it was, but they loved it. Now, I don't, I took one of those two friends to a GCW show where he got showered in light tube glass and loved it, but he's not going to be a wrestling fan. I, I, he's my BFF. Uh, I love him to death. And he, he only went so I didn't have to go alone. God bless him. But, uh, I, I my kid has zero interest in wrestling. She, she doesn't. She'd be like, I'm just going to sit in the car. You go do your nerd thing, Dad. So, Ow. yeah, I, I need to find a group of wrestling fan friends here in Michigan to just kind of. Are you in Michigan? I saw you raise your hand. His, his, ge- his geography is terrible. I thought you raised no? your hand there as well. <laughs> That's what it looked like. I know. I was like, you're 300 miles from Blackpool and five miles from me. Where where do you live, Carmen San Diego? Where are you? <laughs> That's a video game reference, Graham, by the way. <laughs> but but it, it 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 sucks when you don't have a group of people to go with that you would go. I and I, and I know what you mean, Graham. I, I think I'm glad I asked the question this way around because I think I already know the answer to this then. So the question was going to be then. So you did go to a lot of Impact Wrestling. I, I'm guessing the time frame is probably three, four years ago. Was that mainly then because P.D. Williams was there? Oh, yeah. I mean, let's. Okay. 
listen, I'm a coattail writer. Do not get me wrong. Uh, and there was a little bit of time where I had an ego, where I was like, I'm not going to pay for a ticket. And if I can't sit backstage with the boys, I'm not going to a show because I was sitting backstage with yeah. all the impact, just hanging out and talking and watching the show and enjoying things. And then Petey's not with Impact anymore. And then I'm like, you know, uh, I'll go to a show. Yeah. Do I have to pay for a ticket? So, um, yeah, I don't get to hang backstage with guys anymore. But you know what? It's okay. I will have to check next time I'm up in Ohio. I'll have to see if there's any indie events up in the Michigan area. Uh, Mason and I have traveled up to um, the same state. I assume it was the same stadium. It's the Little Caesars Stadium. I assume that's where you yep. want to see more. Because uh, yep. I like I like to collect stadiums. So I want to say it was probably uh, SmackDown 2019. It was around Christmas time because I wanted to see the new stadium. I've been to the Tiger Stadium and I saw they were building it. And I was like, oh, once that stadium is built, I want to go see that one. But mm -hmm. yeah, I I'll travel happily to. Uh, I know to I wasn't there, Graham. What's that? I know I wasn't there, but if you're talking about December sort of time, 2019, then it would have been uh, Raw you went to watch. Now, that might be right because I I know that they um because normally they would obviously show it live and they didn't. It was a pre-recorded one, and we we made a choice as MGB as to review it but not release the episode until they'd release the show. Then yes, it was a steel cage match. That sounds right. Sounds right. Uh, it was between actually no, it was it was twenty eighteen gram you went because uh, at that point Dean Ambrose had left the company in twenty nineteen. Oh Ambrose versus Rollins in a steel cage match on that raw. That's it. And they I remember I remember I remember more about your wrestling habits than my own Graham. It, it's uncanny how you can do that but yeah it was they also had a dark match afterwards as well and um i would not have remembered any of the matches but for some reason you have that inane ability to call up facts i just do not i just do not remember that type of stuff the power of the sweet tooth he has going on over there. i think so that candy uh that candy and yet be empty and yet nine times seven is 63 tells right to me but let me ask you matt this question uh being all the way out Wherever you are, Blackpool, Michigan, I, I don't know, um, England, France, hey, you're everywhere. Uh, what What is the wrestling scene like out there right now? Because, you know, here in America, it's like the golden age. Indie promotions are thriving. And over there, they are. Are, they are is here. it the same? They, they, I, I, I'm not. Grab, that is actually, might actually what I'm called in D&D. &D, but that's not, that's not, that's not entirely. Um, I am... Um, SOS wrestling, for example, is doing great up the coast from us. CXW started last year, should have started before the pandemic, but obviously got pushed back a bit. Uh, that's thriving really well. Uh, our good friend, James McMurvich, of course, involved with Wolfram Pro Wrestling in Wolverhampton. That's doing really, really well. Um, lots of little, little indie promotions. People think you have to fight closing down, of, co of course. People thought, like, is it the end for with NXT UK? For our time was thriving. It's still doing quite well. Um, is there any chance for little promotions surviving? Not only starting, they're starting up. And they're, and they're sharing each other's talent as well, which is how you get things done. It happens a lot of indie shows, obviously in America, happen not here. Uh, as even when um, Jackson Arrow was the champion at CXW on the first show, uh, that when he won the, the championship, he was holding eight different championships <laughs> from different companies. Oh, wow. And now he's holding none. <laughs> That's how it goes, though. Just how it goes. 
Um, I imagine that it's going to be with obviously WWE having that pay-per-view event in Wales. I can only uh, imagine that's being something that will generate even more interest in wrestling over well, there. This is, well, this is the thing you see. I mentioned this on our last show. Um, it it um, when it was announced, the pre-sale, the pre-sale went faster than any WrestleMania. Wow. And that was just in the UK. I either say UK because Wales is not in England. America. I don't know. I have to explain that to several people. No, no, I'm I'm with the rest of America. I don't know. Wales is its own country. We have to go to another country to watch this event still. Now, is it 300 miles away from you still? Uh, Further. Okay. Oh, no, Wales is closer to you than Blackpool, surely. Oh, here we go again. Depends on the road you take. What's going on? It is closer. I'm not a driver, Greg. Wales is south of Blackpool, so it's closer. It's west of Blackpool. It's south and west. Don't side of him. (laughs) Told you. I got that one right. All right. At least I'm evens with you now, so I'm not going to bring up any more jokes. Let's move on to speed check, shall we? you on geography questions so now we tied it up i feel much better all right i think it's time for the uh, speed check round if there's anything else that we considered a good cop moment we got up to 90 seconds uh dennis dennis anything catch your eye this week uh boy you know what gcw uh touring all around i really enjoy seeing these guys grow uh the forbidden door selling out holy cow i was a little bit shocked I'll be honest. I didn't think they'd sell out. I knew they'd sell out. I didn't think think they'd sell out that quick. I did not know that they'd sold out. I missed that story. Wow. Because I'd heard similar things like um, it's going to probably struggle to sell out. And um, woof. Wow. Yeah. It was. Uh, they they sold out in the pre-sale. That's how quick it was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then I think they held an extra two thousand tickets back for for general sale, and those sold out in in super quick so i was a little shocked i i thought they might have to uh i wouldn't say struggle but work a little bit to sell out that uh, show i was wrong wow all right to save me sending a text later to high five tom um i know that they were trying to get tickets and i don't know if they did and i said hey look i can't get in on this right now because we haven't finalized our plans for the summer yet but i said um i'll just try and get tickets later if i'm going and then we'll sort something out um sorry tom (laughs) i guess i'm not going after all that's all right. I'm going to New Japan actually next weekend because they're in uh, D.C. I-, I can't remember the name of the event, but yeah, I guess I'll have to make do with that. That's better than nothing. It's Matt. Another person going with you sleeps through it, Greg. You're all right, aren't you? You got anything, Matt? Got, I've got a couple of things, Greg. One of which is um, someone who was at CXW um, uh, for Fool's Day Fights, made his debut there. Uh, my friend JJ, uh, is his actual name, uh, he's better known as Champagne Charlie, um, Whilst we were off the air, won his first ever championship, the mm. Immortal Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. So well done to JJ, uh, Champagne Charlie, the, the toast of all the barmaids, by all accounts. Um, the other thing I wanted to, to talk about was Freddie Prince Jr.'s wrestling promotion. Mm. Is that um, apparently, this is the, the bullet points from it, so we go over it quite quickly. He planned to start it in 18 months, wants to do a two hour show. Had the money for a three-year plan, storyline space in reality, men and women given equal time, always a good thing, um, wanted to own the space it's filmed in, wants to be an SAG show, um, help you hear what that means? SAG. Green Actors Actors Guild. Yes. 
Okay. Uh, no TV contract yet, but in fairness, it's going to start in 18 months, and then you've got time to get there, obviously. Um, Freeman Jr. obviously been involved with wrestling. He loves big, big wrestling fan. Um, and we could always have more promotions. Who doesn't mind? Who doesn't want more promotions? More competition. All oh, ships rise with a tide, of course. Um, Graham, I'm going to you to stop the timer because I've got to ask you something about you. You posted on Twitter this week, which really made me happy. Uh, you you made a lot of bread puns this week. <laughs> I, I did. And then you named them, did resting themes on them. So, in 30 seconds, how many of the ones can, that you named can you name? How many of the ones did I come up with? I think I did four, didn't I? You did three. Oh, I did three? I think on the original post I did one. Oh, perhaps on the first post I said I am going to do a lot of... Uh... You did three. Can you name all three? Um, uh, go. Hulk Hogan. Oh gosh, this is. I don't want to laugh at that one. Hang on, I do not want to laugh at that one. But that is good. That oh is... my god, this is terrible. I can't remember what they... I can't I... remember what they were. Oh, um, oh, what's that guy's name? Uh, no, this is terrible. I can't remember my. Own. I was thinking, I'll, I'll spare your blushes, Graham. Okay, you had. Oh, hold on. sorry, sorry, I got one. Wasn't it um Buff Baguettewell? One of them had Buff Baguettewell. Yes. Uh huh. I can't remember the other one for the life of me. Stotty too hotty. Oh, and I even mentioned him earlier. Yeah. That's a very English type of bread. I think yeah. that's a good bread, if I remember. They were, being the chef, obviously, I've, I've got a few a few that you could have had, Greg, so you can use them for next time it comes up. Uh, you've got Brioche Bella. Oh, very nice. Uh, you've got Big Popper Pumpernickel. Ooh, <laughs> oh, my God. Bravo. Yeah. Zach Ryder. My bread. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, non Talia. Oh, very good. And my favourite one, Judy Bagel. Oh, yes. Yes. To be fair, Graham, I had to be that to me like three minutes, but to be fair, there's a fighting talk for you. <laughs> there you go. So, so yeah, um I thought that would be worth including a little bit of a game for you to play for change. Um, the reason it came up was um, I saw this on Facebook. Somebody posted a picture and there was a, there was a sign that saying whoever's flushing toilet down the bread, uh, I'm going to break your arms, Vince. So I assumed I said, all right, this is obviously Vince McMahon. Which wrestler do you think is actually doing this? And then it just started off some silly puns. Graham, you think whoever flushed the toilet down the bread? Oh, did I say it the wrong way around? Yeah. Long day. You have a great show, Graham. <laughs> <sighs> a long day. What about your speed check, sir? That's always the problem. I know what I mean myself. I just can't convey it to anybody else. All right, let's see what I had. Um, uh, Ronda Rousey signing her contract while uh, having Drew Gulak in an arm lock I particularly enjoyed. Um, I had... Oh. Press, press start on your timer. Oh, it was still on six seconds. You said pause it, so I paused it. Okay, and then you went on way longer than six seconds, but hey, all right. Um. I love the chant of we want Enzo and then no, we don't. Now, the reason I like that is I think that they should take Enzo because if you've got that many people who love him and that many people who hate him, can you tell me a better wrestler than that? That sounds like the perfect person that you want. Yeah, punk. Like you've got the perfect mix of those two people. And the last one I got was uh, Matt. I sent you the video. I, I sent you the video because I said, I want to make sure that you see this. Um, it was the rock at Madame Tussauds. They were introducing his new statue and it was something like on the 
count of three, say cheers or something like that. And the fans were there, one, two, three, with a statue. And then the the rock comes out behind them and says cheers. And then the re- the fans turned around and they were like, oh my god. The reactions from the fans was beautiful. Um, the fact that a wrestler would take the time to do that. Um, he said that there was other ones as well. Um, it was just a really cool moment. Just a, It's nice that wrestlers can do fun stuff like that. And it absolutely made those guys days. Um, and if, wouldn't it for you as well, Matt? You suddenly turn around and you thought you had the, the wax figure of the rock. And then there's the real rock there. And he's giving you high fives and stuff. Um, it was just a really cool moment. I mean, who wouldn't love that, Graham? And let's not forget... That that's what wrestling is all about—is giving back to the fans. Um, they, they can change, they can make someone's day in a heartbeat like that. And he could be the next president of America. Uh, that, that is possible. That is yeah, possible. It's, it's not. It might not happen. But do we really think that forty-five was going to be that? Uh, yeah, I certainly didn't know. Exactly. I am- I am wondering, Dennis, then, with being in that Impact uh, dressing room, was there any kind of moments when you were perhaps facing in one direction and then suddenly you turn around and there's like a big name right in your face that you weren't kind of expecting? Okay, it's a name. Similar happened. You know, uh, that kind of stuff happened all the time. And uh, I don't listen. I'm going to I'm going to say something where we're we're all supposed to be like these reporters and stoic and all. I was like a 12 year old boy. I enjoyed every moment every second and meeting everybody when when even somebody like ace austin who at the time was still young and up and coming would would sit and talk to me i i, I my my jaw would drop like holy shit ace austin's talking to me, you know and i appreciated every single second of it uh i would have to say the 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 one true geek out moment was towards the end of pd's run there was when they had missy hyatt there and she walked in and i don't care make all the jokes you want yes make all the jokes you want uh, about what how old she is now whatever she is still amazing and phenomenal and i 12 year old me just just melted when she walked right by me i didn't have the guts to say anything to her i was just still in awe of missy hyatt and i would still be to this day Graham, do you know you uh, got up just for the, as this is an audio podcast um the excitement on your face you've actually shifted your position in your seat you were leaning backwards you actually you're sat upright to to tell us a little bit more i'm sure go ahead you know who missy hyatt is right Graham? missy hyatt i first became aware i first became aware of missy uh, courtesy of Stone Austin. Actually, he when he was doing Jim Ross's um, induction into the WWE Hall of Fame 20, uh, 15 years ago. 15 years ago, fans like the Hall, Hall of Fame. And he was talk and um, JR was doing the commentary. Um, and Missy Hyatt um, had this thing called the Lodi Gucci bag. I think I'm right there, aren't I, um, Dennis? Am I right there? Uh, Gucci, I think it is. Lodi Gucci bag. Now. When people, when she hit people with, with a load of Gucci bag, it was basically a bit, uh, an acne brick inside it, hit him, hit him. Everyone that's done that since has copied that gimmick from Missy, unquestionably. One of the best uh, valets of all time. And um, when they went down, they stayed down. But when JR called the action and called a stone cold, that thing was worse than any natural disaster. It was worse than an atomic bomb. It was the most devastating thing to ever hit pro wrestling. <laughs> It's all about how it's portrayed, but it's got it's all there. As soon as you said the word Missy Hyatt, I was like, oh yeah. And she 
she drew heat on a Vicky scale. She, I don't think I've ever seen you get as excited, Matt, about a single wrestling name. Like, the reaction from you was uncanny. Respect. Like, you're obviously a big wrestling fan, but I don't think I've ever seen you get that excited as when Dennis mentioned Missy. Uh, it, it's a respect thing. I mean, I uh, I encourage you, Graham, to seek out some of her work. Do it. If you've not, you can deep dive in the Missy Hyatt and spend all night. Because first and foremost, she was aesthetically beautiful. I just just stunning uh, back in the day. And not only was she stunning, she was talented. And it, it 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 wasn't like the attitude era TNA women where you know, sure they look great, but were, you know were they really that good? In the, most of them were not really that good in the ring. This woman looked phenomenal and was just amazing at her craft. You mentioned she was a valet. Who was she a valet for? Who would perhaps be the main name you'd associate with her? Everybody. She bounced around. She was a viewer. She was the female version of Jimmy Hart. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. right. For sure. Thank you for putting it in terms that I can understand. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Unbelievable. Unbelievable talent. And uh, thankfully, there was. Okay. Wow, I think that might be the longest good cop moment section we've ever had. This is nice. It's normally let's bring that back. Crashing to earth. We always tend to focus on the negative on the show, unfortunately. All right. Well, hopefully this will be a short negative section. Well, let's see. Let's bring on those bad cop moments. Good. Hey, Maxie, do you think people listening to this show like wrestling podcasts? I would hope that they do. Because they're listening to one. Do you think they would like our wrestling podcast? Well, if you could call it a wrestling podcast, because we cover the gamut of topics. We have food takes, we talk about movies, and we intertwine that with watching a little bit of the cool wrestling. We do indeed. This is Cy and Max from the Chain Wrestling Podcast. You can find us at Chain underscore Wrestling on Twitter. Quite proud of our little show that we do. It seems to make a few people giggle. So if you're interested in listening to two silly plonkers ramble on about some old wrestling and then maybe have a little vote in a poll to decide where we go next, why don't you give us a try? What do you reckon, Max? Yep. If that sounds like your cup of tea, go and check out uh, our content. There we go. I think that'll do, Magsy, won't it? Brilliant. Yeah, same. See, look at that. We, we can add lib and everything. Good. Good. All right, Dennis, you're up first. What did you not like this week? What was a bad cop moment? Uh, I'm going to go with wrestling Twitter. Holy cow, guys. <laughs> a staple on this show. God, can we can we do a little bit better... You know, um, I've said this from the very beginning, and I think there was uh, another wrestler that just came out and said this again. But why do we why do we have to say that one promotion is better than the other? I like WWE. I like AEW. Why can't I like them both? Uh, Why am I a bad guy? Because I want to support both of them or I can still not like something AEW does. And I can still think that maybe something dumb WWE does. I enjoy I, I I get it, but boy, when you put something out there on wrestling Twitter and 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 they may not like your take on it, you are you are persona na grada one. I butchered that, but anyways, it you are just the worst for having 
a like or an opinion that that someone else may not have had. Like I put out there, I didn't think the Forbidden Door pay per view would sell out that quick. Holy cow! You sh- the tweets I got was how stupid I was and I'm an idiot. I'm like, it's just an opinion. Come on, guys, it's okay. And I admitted I was wrong. I've done it a few times on this podcast. Let's chill out. Why can't we just like what we like? And you know what? And if someone doesn't like it and you want to uh, challenge their opinion, let's do it in a respectful manner. You don't have to call them the a dumb motherfucker because they don't quite agree with you. I, I wrestling Twitter. It, it makes me want to quit Twitter. It does. There is a reason why uh, the good cop, bad cop uh, Twitter feed mainly tends to do uh, food takes. <laughs> and it might be a reason why I have access to it as well. Yeah, just post yeah. a picture of a pizza occasionally and ask people what their opinions are of it. And some people are like it, but nobody gets really angry with each other about it. Though that's the thing: people can disagree about food, but they don't get disrespectful with each other. But yeah, talk about wrestling, and uh, yeah, they'll get personal real quick. It does get real personal real quick. Twitter have introduced a new thing this week where you can create your own circle as well. So only yeah. people in your circle will see those, those tweets that you that you put in the circle. Which is a nice thing in a way, because it keeps all the uh, all the malarkey out of it in a way. And then, you know, then you don't have to worry about becoming a, perso- a persona non grata. Isn't that just like making your account private? It kind of sounds like that. It basically is like they've had it on Facebook for a while, where only friend can see your post. I, I, um, I have certain ones like that I have as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I quickly found out with it being... Uh, Twitter's a little different. Um Facebook's family and friends and there were certain political things if I want to post them that I was like I do not need these people to see them because otherwise they're just going to jump all over the post Doesn't so I know it. they're not going to agree with me on politics so they don't need to see it so yeah I definitely use that on Facebook for sure yeah they're now going on Twitter as well so that's a good thing obviously so hopefully that means they're going to have to quit Twitter <laughs> hopefully because he's an amazing person to have on there and you get to choose with people in your circle as well which is even better. Um, yeah, we've seen that. We've seen it way too many times in recent memory. Uh, Dustin Rhodes this time was so, "I'll go at the very so you can be so you can be your brother." Like, let him do his own thing. Seriously, I mean, code. I mean, Gold Dust and Dusty Rhodes weren't, weren't always in the same company as each other. You know. It is what it is. Jeff, Jeff and Matt Hardy haven't been in the same place at the same time. Let pe- just because people aren't there doesn't mean they don't get on off screen. People need to get a life. That's exactly right. What's your main bad cop moment, Matt? <sighs> right. I should take you back, Graham, to when we were at WrestleMania. Okay. I and I was to... wearing this hoodie? Uh... I mean, you weren't wearing it at the event itself, Graham. Unfortunately, and then probably check your inbox, by the way, sir, as well. Right. Um, I need to. Uh, I do need to, unfortunately, give um credit beforehand um to uh, the what is the it's, uh, the the Monday mailbag with Mike Yoda. Um, he has announced that he was the referee at WrestleMania 35. Was the first minute he refereed at, and um. He refereed the Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio match. Now, we both thought at the time they cut that match short, Graham, because Rey was carrying an injury. 
Nope. But going into the, going into it, it was meant to be a 22-minute match going into WrestleMania. Mm. And then, on the day, it was cut to 12. That's okay. You know, big powerhouse, cruiserweight. He still had a really good match. A really good story in 12 minutes. Ray won the championship in under nine minutes at WrestleMania 22. So you can tell a good story between heavyweights and cruiserweights. No question about that. However, when when Ray Benmoney got his amazing outfit on, he always, he always goes over and above and beyond for WrestleMania. Always has done it. It's great. He got in the ring and Mike Yoda is in the ring and on his headset, Billy Kidman, who's the producer of the match, tells him to go home immediately. Why? But they cut his match short. No one else from had to cut their match short. Just him. Gosh. There's a few matches on that card. Triple H's, uh, Shane and Miz, which could have been cut in time. What? I was so looking forward to seeing Ray and Samoa Joe. I, I mean, it is like, I mean, he was pissed. Ray was absolutely furious, and he was not in a in a in a great place. at part of that, um, yeah. Was the, what was more annoying though for him apparently was that it was the only match they got cut time wise, and mm. I feel for him about some of things. However, we do know now that things were a bit rocky at that time, but now they're clearly much better. Him and Dominic, obviously, are very much Dominic Mysterious himself. I've never seen someone so green be so flawless in that ring. Um, he's amazing talent, and if he's not holding a big championship at some point in his career, they've missed a trick, because a guy who's six foot two should not be that good a cruiserweight. <laughs> He shouldn't be, but he is. He's amazing, um, and he's totally bounded. Rey Mysterio, obviously. I mean, doing some amazing, did amazing work during the pandemic with um, with Seth Rollins. Whether or not you agree with the whole eye for an eye match, <laughs> that was bizarre. Put but put that to one side. The match itself was decent. Matches, matches, match was decent apart from the terrible finish, obviously. The fact that they were they were like focusing on Seth being you know going for going for eyes trying to blind people that sort of stuff brilliant in a way because it, it was different it was not PG and it got your attention it helped with anything on TV but you know we couldn't we had to watch this other thing else on yeah so yeah bad cop for the fact of yeah, even though it's three years old but it is what it is. Uh, uh, Billy Kidman, fuck you. Wow. Jeez. It's <laughs> a good way to wrap that moment up, I guess. Yeah. It, it does seem harsh on, obviously, the biggest stage. If we need to talk about what a wrestler is going to remember. Obviously, it's the WrestleMania matches. Obviously, Rey Mysterio's featured in plenty of them. But, um, yeah, to suddenly go from 22 and then cut down and then suddenly, like, no, you're done straight away. And there were some. That was a long-running show, as you well know, Matt. We were there past midnight, so they had to cut something. But there was other things they could have cut. Like, and definitely that Triple H match could have been shorter. And if um, Miz match had not been existent at all, I would have been quite happy, to be honest. That was my little walk around the stadium moment. I refused to watch uh, Shane O'Mac, Dennis. I was not interested at all. He's- 
still, he, he also refused to watch it on playback with his sons. <laughs> I, I will say this. Uh, from Because P.D. Williams is now a producer in WWE, and I still talk to him three or four times a week. And I hear a lot of those stories. Of, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, and a lot of times it may not be like I, you know, it. there's a lot of miscommunication back there because uh, Billy, at least now, and I don't know what he was then, if he was a producer or the timekeeper. But right now, Billy Kidman is strictly a timekeeper. It's He has a stopwatch. He he, he stops and, and measure, you know, keeps track of every match every time. And it's his job to start determining, all right, we need to cut something off. But ultimately, when it comes to cutting down time, it's either Vince McMahon, Bruce Pritchard, or Kevin Dunn who makes that call while sitting at Gorilla. Nobody else makes those calls. So, uh, and, and I've learned that from talking to Pete. So if anything gets cut, it's not a producer or a timekeeper that really ultimately makes that call. Well, if I've if I've if if I have called out Billy Kidman from Vina, I apologize. But at the same time, fuck you, Billy Kidman. That that fair enough. <laughs> okay, fair fair enough, Matt. Evan, Matt Friday was a better shooting star press. Glenn? Uh, you're gonna double down. All right, fair enough. Um, yeah, I want right. to talk about AEW Rampage from uh, April 29th. So this would be last Friday. Um, Jade Cargill, uh, trios match. She was with Red Velvet and Kiara and Kiara Hogan, and um, part of the baddies. I was like, oh, okay, got my attention right now. Facing Willow Nightingale, Sky Blue, and Trisha Dora. No, I'm a big Trisha Dora fan, big Willow fan. Uh, Willow actually won a match against Gia Scott as well on one of the dark shows. I think it was Dark Elevation. So she's coming straight off. I was like, this has the opportunity. Um, you know they're not going to cut this one super short, right? you got six people in the ring. you got a chance to make them shine. Two minutes and 47 seconds. Oh, my goodness. What is even the point for this? Um it left me wanting more, which I guess is probably a good thing. But at the same time, I, I wanted to see more from both teams. I wanted to see more from the baddies. They're obviously the ones that they're going to push right now. But I think if you're bringing Willow Nightingale, Sky Blue and Trisha Dora into a match to give them that little time, it's why even bother getting them? Why not just get somebody in who you can have your proper squash match with? Didn't like it at all. Not one tiny little bit. And then here's where I do the little switcheroo on you. I said I wanted to start talking about AEW. Um, SmackDown on the other side of the coin. Um, there was eight matches on SmackDown last week, Matt. Um, four of the eight matches were less time than that match in particular. Now, you might say a couple of them were supposed to be deliberately short and you would be true. Um, Ricochet defeated Shanky in three minutes and 34 seconds. So that was just over that time. So that was one of the four that was longer. Uh, Sheamus and Ridge Holland defeated Kofi Kingston in two minutes and 57 seconds. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez defeated Kat Cordoza in two minutes and 36 seconds. Uh, Naomi defeated Shayna Baszler in two minutes and 27 seconds ronda rousey defeated shotzi in one minute and 41 seconds and Aaliyah defeated charlotte flair in one minute and 41 seconds uh, if you were counting your matches there that was six of the eight matches were three minutes and 34 seconds or under oh dear um, the rest of the card, just so you can, for context for Rampage, uh, Darby Allen with Sting defeated Swerve Stickland. Uh, Swerve 
Strickland in 10 minutes and 23 seconds. Uh, Keith Lee defeated Colton Gunn in six minutes and Samoa Joe defeated Trent Beretta in nine minutes and 57 seconds. Having mentioned earlier in my good cop moments that I really enjoyed my little local indie um, organization who every match was over 10 minutes. Most of them were 15 to 20 minutes to have six of your eight matches, three and a half minutes or less. Okay, you tell me you want me to be patient. You tell me you want to see stories being developed. You tell me you go for the long game. How are you doing that when you're having matches that are three minutes and 30 seconds? And that's the that's the most that that's what most of your matches are going. Um, I was particularly disappointed in that. I was very disappointed in the Ring of Honor match, which I watched first. But then when I saw the SmackDown highlights later afterwards, I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. I understand the Ronda Rousey and Charlotte matches had to be quick because there was a point for that. It was who could get them pinned the quickest or get them to tap out the quickest. Right, so you don't, if, first of all, Graham, eight matches on SmackDown is a really rare thing, okay? Okay. Really rare thing to have eight matches in two hours, Graham. Very rare to have that for that reason. Also, um, squash matches have to be quick. That's why it's called squash matches, Graham. Oh, that's why. Oh, now it's becoming. I thought it was supposed to have like a, a weak orange drink after the match or something. Oh, now it's okay. Can the sarcasm, Graham? Okay, you have to, if you if you threw Raquel Rodriguez straight away into a match against Charlotte Flair and she loses, where's the credibility? You got to build her credibility on the main roster. Unfortunately, I, mean, I would like to see her kick Charlotte Flair's ass personally, but. It ain't going to happen. Not with close to backlash, is it? I think she showed on NXT she could probably do a match longer than two and a half minutes. Yes, but the jobber certainly couldn't. <laughs> okay, so some of those other matches that we talked about, those people can can certainly handle longer matches. We know this, Graham, but that's a handicap match in them, which is designed to make them look strong against Kofi, who's on his own. Graham, it's all storyline driven, Graham. Okay, I, I I agree that eight matches were probably a lot to have. What were the other two matches, by the way? Um, I don't think I wrote that down. Oh. Then that doesn't go. <laughs> to be fair, I'm that didn't I'm, fit with my narrative, so I don't think I. I watched a Ricochet versus Shanky match, and it didn't feel that short. So that doesn't surprise me. Um, I'm, obviously, I'm trusting the reliability of cage match, but I, I wish I could give you a good answer. I just know some shows are high, some shows are, you know, you 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 could get a five plus minute ricochet match in a show a week or two from now. Uh, I I wish I could tell you the the right answer to that. Uh, sometimes uh, short matches happen to good wrestlers. I guess that's the best way to put it. If you ever want proof of that fact, you, you I remember from 2001, Edge faced Lance Storm, two of the most amazing technical wrestlers from uh, from Canada, faced each other one-on-one for the Intercontinental Championship, and the match was over in 1 minute 19 seconds. Hmm. I felt the need particularly to mention it this week because um, whenever AEW Dark gets mentioned or ever AEW Dark Elevation gets mentioned, they're always poo-pooed on on this show, with the exception of me, um, because it's like, oh, the matches are so quick, they're over so, so short, they're always less than five minutes, and there was an example of six matches being under three and a half minutes. So it's not just AEW Dark that does it. I, AEW, fully, I fully accept the SmackDown probably shouldn't have had that many matches on there for that, for that period of time. 
Mm-hmm. However, That's why it's a bad cop moment this week. I'm sure it will be a bad cop moment for me next week. However, Dark, from when I was watching it, was 16 matches, Graham, in two hours, which is not good state staggering either. Um, that's seven and a half minutes a match, potentially, but potentially, potentially. I, I know you're not too strong on the numbers stuff, so I thought I'd help you out. <laughs> we also know full well, Greg, they're also running adverts in there as well. That there are, and ring entrances. And anyway, I, I, Greg. I think, it's, I think the time, I assume the time is from the moment the bell rings till the moment the bell rings. I assume that's how they check the times of the matches. So, yeah, if you include it, that. It actually, they count the, for, for television production purposes, they also count their uh, entrances for that so uh the the longer the intro the shorter the match sometimes okay so undertaker's never had a match under five minutes then okay. uh, yeah I, I love that don't get me wrong i love that entrance that entrance is really cool i was still excited but i took the boys to basically just for that reason i was like i know he's going to retire soon i want you to be able to experience that entrance that um that entrance once and they got to see it and they loved it and i was still excited even though i'd seen it before as well and uh everyone had their phones out and they were capturing it it's still numerous years later it's still um still iconic so yeah a lot of times you know they'll break it down when uh when they get their sheets it'll be you know uh three minutes for intro or entrance uh, sometimes they'll do them both, like six minutes for both entrances, then seven minutes for a match, and then that's how they block off the television time. Sure, sure, that that, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, uh, we have ninety seconds. If there's anything else that we consider a bad cop moment, uh, Dennis, you're obviously up first. Anything else that was bad this week? Oh no, I think uh, I'm tapping out at uh, wrestling Twitter. Um, I'm trying to think if there is anything else. I could just filibuster for the whole, you know, 87 seconds, and then make you guys scramble for the last uh, two to three seconds, which would be kind of fun. And all I gotta do is keep talking about uh, things. What did I not like this week? Uh, you know what? Uh, nope, can't think of anything. We often ask our, uh, well, we'll be doing the section in a, sec- in a second. We'll be talking about fan cop moments. And we often will have people who will only say positive things. And they'll say, yeah, I don't have anything for the bad section at all, which is obviously, that's great. That's I great. normally do. Listen, I am a very critical guy. Uh, I, I But I, I'm really trying to, you know what? Here's something. Bad cop moment. I'm going back to making fun of the fans. You know what? Screw you assholes out there who think you know what Owen Hart would have wanted, okay? Uh, Over the last, it seems like, week or two, I've really started seeing a lot of people on social media, even Facebook, that's like, Owen Hart would not want to have his name associated with AEW or this tournament. Owen Hart was a WWE guy to the very end. Oh, Owen Hart would be rolling over the grave. AEW's just exploiting Owen Hart. But you know what? I'm going to say this and I'm going to mean this and and hopefully everybody that 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 thinks you know what Owen Hart wants is listening. There's only two people that know. Brett and Martha, his 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 widow. And Martha signed off on all this stuff. So what in your mind would tell you Owen Hart wouldn't want this when the person he probably loved the most outside of his kids and family is saying, yeah, I'm, I'm OK with this. And it's helping the Owen Hart Foundation, which is an amazing foundation set up by Martha, who has a Ph.D., by the way. She's not just a widowed housewife that's sitting around twiddling her fingers, figuring out what's going on in life. So for you ass clowns out there that think, you know, what Owen Hart would have wanted, you have no fucking clue. So, you know what? Back it down. Can he, can he come back next week, Graham? 
Um, could I just, I know it's not that round yet, but devil's advocate side of this, I have seen people say, though, that it might just be like she doesn't like Vince McMahon. So to spite Vince McMahon, what would get him most by putting it on AEW? Vince McMahon doesn't care. Let's be honest with ourselves. Vince, Vince McMahon doesn't care. I think the only thing Vince McMahon cares about is getting Owen into the WWE Hall of Fame, which Martha has said many times she won't sign off on. And WWE could put him in at any time without her permission. They have that right. But that's a that's a respect thing, by the way, WWE has for, okay. for hearts that they're not doing that. That's great. Uh, I think there have been many other times if Martha was going to do something to spite Vince McMahon, she would have done it, what, 20 – when did this happen? 1999, I'm going to guess, right, was when Owen tragedy Unfortunately happened? Unfortunately so, yes. So, so here we are 23 years later, and now she's going to do something to spite Vince McMahon? The math doesn't add up for me. Sorry, Graham. Uh, hey, I didn't say that was my opinion. I said I, I I've know. seen people talk but about it. But I'm taking it out on you now. Uh, Matt, you got anything for 90 seconds or was it all good this week? No, it was not all good. Um, people are complaining on Twitter, as you've mentioned already, um, about the Bloodline versus Drew versus RK Bro replacing the match that was going to be having a backlash. Guys, get over yourself. This was always the plan. Okay? This is always the plan. Okay? Um, Diana Perazzo rocked up to AEW and main evented Dynamite. For the Ring of Honor Championship. And then she lost the championship to the AEW contract wrestler, and it just feels cheap to me. Um, that's my point. You said it felt cheap? I said it, fe- I felt, I said it felt cheap that they brought her in to lose the championship to someone who was working for the company. What? Hang on, hang on. No, 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 no. We're gonna, we got an argument. We got an we argument. We can do. Let me, I let pause me finish the my talk. I paused uh, oh, okay, it. Okay, paused okay, it. You're not okay. losing any time, I promise. Okay. Oh, wait a second. How is that cheap? Listen, they, they let Deanna walk around with another company's belt, and, and and that's great. Now it's time for, you know what, to hand it over to a contracted employee. Where, When and where were they supposed to make that happen then where it doesn't? You know what they did that, that, that everybody's missing? They gave them the main event on that show. I would say it would have felt cheap it was if it was the first two or three matches are buried somewhere in the middle. But they had the main event. They had plenty of time to make it look great. Uh, listen, I don't like necessarily how uh, Impact Talent has always been booked with AEW. Don't get me wrong. But I think if there was a moment where, you know what, we all knew Deanna had to lose that match. Deanna couldn't walk around. Okay. Fabulous. <laughs> You're so sweet. Simple. Uh, Tony Khan he could have given her a contract. No, he can't. Why not? Because she's contract with Impact. So? You, you can't be double at contracted. What are you going to do when the show, when when the pay-per-view runs the show on the same night as your other contract? Oh, they did that, didn't they? And they didn't invite her. Pulled talent. You know, Impact is pulled talent. Listen, uh, I don't know if the relationship is strained between the two companies or not. I just know that if it was me and I ran a company, I'd want to put a belt on somebody that I'm paying. I, I, I'm thankful Deanna represented that belt well when there when I had no contracted employees and was still trying to figure out the Ring of Honor thing. Or it, I think that even happened before Tony Khan even bought the company, right? Uh, Deanna went in the Ring of Honor belt. I, I, I think I did look at when I looked at this earlier. Give me one second. 
Because, because I, I checked it out earlier and make, make sure if, about this. If that's the case, I'm going to put it in uh, sports terms for you kids. Uh, if I just bought a franchise and I come in and there's already a head coach there, you best know I'm going to put my people in to run that team. And, and I don't care how good or bad that other regime was. I'm ushering those guys out to bring my guys in. And this is what Tony Khan's doing. I love Josh Woods, but you know what? Josh Woods had to lose the, was it the pure championship? Because he wasn't contracted ring of honor. Doesn't mean he won't be down the line. Give it to somebody that is contracted. Will or Yuma is a contracted uh, AEW employee. There's nothing wrong with letting your people hold the belt on your television show. And I feel like, uh, if there was a way to give Diana respect, it was putting her on a main event on a big show to lose that belt. Time. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. Oh, sorry. You still got 50 seconds left. Yeah. Well, Would you like me to restart. If, in one moment, it was January 10th she won it. And when did he? When did? Uh, let me. I'll look up when Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. Uh, March. So. Uh, unofficially. I think it was probably known ahead of that time. It was probably before. It just wasn't announced. But to be fair, the reason she won it was because Roxy needed to lose it because she was going to NXT. I'm I'm willing to guess that uh, Diana won that Ring of Honor title before it was clear Tony Khan was going to buy the company. I think they were talking about it. But it wasn't to the point where they were like, hey, we'll just uh, – Tony goes, hey, I want you to put it on that person. I don't think Tony had to say. He has to say now, and you see what his say was. I just – for me, it just feels – it just doesn't feel – doesn't just feel a bit off about it for me. It, well, I know what it is. You can help me understand it because, you know, she had the belt since January – Dude, I've been trying to make ground with how I feel for the last five years, okay? It ain't going to happen in five minutes. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just saying. I think uh, – I, I, I will say that I would like to have seen her carry it longer, sure. But in the grand scheme of things, I understand why she, she's not carrying it. Maybe, maybe uh, AEW doesn't want to pay her booking fees. You know, she's not a cheap person. Uh, maybe, maybe Impact said, hey – uh, we we don't want our uh, talent showing up on your tel- – there's a lot of things we don't know that could be happening behind closed doors right this now. This is very true. This is all very true, and, you know, I will stop talking about it at the moment because I've got more I've got to talk about. But Before I restart, before I restart I'm pretty sure Tony could afford Deanna Perazzo. <laughs> Just because he and has she money. She might have gone up a little bit in the last few years, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty I, sure could afford to book her. I, like, I think what there's about to say, if I'm wrong, and it's why I'm, I'm just predicting what you're about to say, just because he's got the money doesn't mean he can, because let's face it, at the end of the day, this is a business, Graham, and you can't just throw money at it. You've got to make a profit. Yeah. He's still got shareholders. Person for one match? Oh, come on. It starts with one person, Graham, and then you've got Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, six-pack, you get the whole NWO thing happen, people sitting at home collecting their paychecks, TNT turn on the network television goes down the tube again. We all saw it happen, Graham. He's maybe smart to not go down that route, perhaps. I will now resume from where I was, Graham. Thank you. <clears throat> right. Okay, right. Um, it was announced this week um, AEW's video game is being called um, Fight Forever, uh, which is a great name. Um, 
However, courtesy of the of the video game um, channel Spawn Wave on their news wave on Friday's um, show, they said um, that from what they've seen so far, it's not quite up to the par of 2K22. Now, I'm aware it's not released yet, um, but it's still a bigger issue than that. We'll come to that another point. Uh, and this one's mainly for um, for Dennis. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin had Cody Rhodes on his show and told him that uh, Ocarina of Time uh, was nowhere near as good as Breath of the World. Wow. Uh, let me start with the video game thing, because as yeah. a video game player, I'm still going to go buy this game no matter how good or bad it is, because I I, I, I'd like to support the product. Uh, I hope it's good. I do not have high expectations for the game, because... I think a lot of people think that they, you know, you, you video game companies will just jump at an opportunity to make a game like this. Uh, you know what? It's been three years, I think, since WWE had a new video game. What was it? 2019 was the last one. Uh, the last one, the last one was 2K20 that came out in 2019. Yes. And it was horrible. It was unplayable. Yes. Uh, Battlegrounds came out in 2020. And then 2021 came out in 2022 came out in 2022. It normally come out in 2021, but they right. pushed it back to March, and it's much better quality. But but, but you know, much. It, it took a long time for WWE to get video games right, and I would almost say, uh, going back from the Nintendo 64 era, where, uh, you know, uh, don't say no mercy. Because everyone keeps talking about No Mercy like it's still relevant. I, I mean, have. 19, I still play it. 1999 was a whole was last millennium for God's sake. I People still play move it. with the times. I, you are absolutely right, and I will take your verbal abuse. I still play it because. And, I, I well, hang on. I still play it because it's simple, uh, and I like creating the wrestlers. I don't. I think uh, when it comes to simplicity. And the creativity, uh, being able to create a wrestler, no game has come close to that since. Uh, but the graphics have tenfold gotten tons and tons better. But I, I say all that to say it took WWE a couple years to actually get it right now with you know 2K22, which I absolutely love. So I think us as it, fans, yes, it it does help a little bit. It took them that long because they changed. Who was making the game? Um, it's now been made by an entire different company as the one that was there beforehand called Ukes, of course. And Ukes were making great games, and then they buggered off for one reason or another. And now they're part of AEW. That's the reason why everyone's expectation is so high because of their track record. I, and I have, and by the way, I've seen some of the the, the graphics for for the uh, AEW game. I have no complaints with it being a little bit cartoony i kind of sometimes like my video games a little bit cartoony looking i'm okay with that i don't have to have real life and i don't need to see booker t sweating in the middle of a match to go oh man i this, this there's no game ever going to come to it for me it comes down to creating story mode and playability if it can check those three boxes and the graphics are, you know, a little wonky, but guess what? You know, you still go to WWE 2K22, and some of the guys do not look like who they're supposed to. Or some of the bodies look a little bit off. I get it. It's video games. But we're just being nitpicky at that point. It, it price point, I mean, too. 
Maybe I think so. That, I think that's going to be huge. If AEW comes in with a lower thirty to twenty twenty nine dollars thirty nine dollar price point, a little bit lower, I'll be more than okay with taking a lesser quality game. Uh, if they come in at fifty nine sixty bucks, I'm going to be a little bit upset. That's American. I'm a, I'm a, I'm aware. I'm fully fully aware, but that's also what we we that's what we pay the UK standard price now. Mm. Fifty nine sixty pounds what we pay yeah. for for a basic game now. Yeah, Graham doesn't play video games. He doesn't understand. No, he's still he, no, he's still, play, he's, last, still play, he's still playing golf on his old PC. The last video game I bought was on cassette, and it was probably about three pounds ninety nine pence. I think. Wow, Atari, what going back a while. Yeah, that's not boys. true. Actually, that's not true. I did buy a game for the Wii. Uh, my in-law, uh, my in-laws have uh, the Wii console, so we take. We, I, I, if we see games at the thrift store, we'll get a couple, and then we'll take them up so the boys can play on them during the holiday. Is that is it a Wii Sports game, bro? Because that um, they already free. have that. They already have that. If that came free of the console, bro. I mean, it's yeah. still the it's still the third best thing console game of all time. Oh wow. Uh, it was free. Guess why? I can't remember any titles that we bought, unfortunately. But that's how no. that's how little interest I. It's normally the boys go. Can we have this it's, one? I'm like, sure. It's a few. This bucks. is true. But just to mention one more thing about, uh, there's no guarantee that someone's going to have a, a guaranteed winning combination just because they've had success before. I mean, it would be like um, someone like Alex Cora, for example, rocking up at a uh, at a little league team and expect them to make him into world uh, world series champions. You must, have just Googled that. you must just have Googled that. There's no way you could just pull Alex Cora off the top of your head like that. I'm like, what the heck? That that got me to wake up then for a minute. I was like, what the? Still true, though. No guarantee of success. Nope. Oh. Oh. You? Wow, that was a that felt a lot longer than 90 seconds, to be honest. I'm not usually, I'm not usually challenged during a three-check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was stopping it because I knew you would be one. I knew that you would be upset that you were losing some of your time, and two, I wanted to hear it. So I was like, I'm going to stop the time so you can't use that as an excuse to not. That, I've got a feeling this might make a Christmas cracker. Great, was the first time I've ever been challenged in a speed check. I liked Obviously, it. Oh no, I loved it. I, I, I was, I, I, my finger was straight ready. I was like, pause. Okay, well, we're not going to miss any time. Um, for my 90 seconds, I'm going to start with Candice LeRae. It sounds like she's left WWE. Um, from seeing her on the indies before, particularly in the Cleveland area and uh, for companies like AIW. And we saw him actually, Matt, on one of the few. We actually did one review episode. Uh, Riptide Wrestling, I want to say, in England. Yeah. Candice LeRae is amazing. I don't think she did her best work, unfortunately, with WWE. So it might turn out to be a good cop moment. She might get a chance to go somewhere else and actually uh, live up to her full potential. Um, I want to talk about ticket prices. There was a WWE event. Oh, I thought I was going to get challenged then for a second. Um, there's a WWE event in um, in Virginia last weekend. It was actually on my birthday. I was looking at tickets, and then the ticket master prices were just, it was just too much. The cheapest seats were $20 each. So for three of us to go, it was only $60. In theory, $105. I was like, no, I'm not paying an extra $15 on top of a $20 seat for the cheapest seats. And I was looking, hopefully, trying to get something better than that. So I didn't go. Just to give you an equivalent, uh, Matt, I'll add that up for you. 20 add 15, that's $35, okay? Um, the AWA match that I went to actually on Saturday, for that, Jackson got to sit second row. 
He had a slice of pizza. He had a soda. He got to meet two wrestlers. He got um, an 8x10, autographed 8x10 from them. And also he got a picture with those wrestlers as well. How are we going to generate interest from the next generation of fans when ticket prices are so prohibitive? Uh, It just seems seems unrealistic. Terrible ticket prices. Ticketmaster, boo. I got distracted because a message came through from Dennis right in the middle. On the, I, I, I looked on my time and I was like, "Uh oh, who's this?" Message? I just to see if I could And then it. I lost my, I, log, I lost my train. Oh, of, I applaud yeah. you for trying to pay him off during his game. <laughs> but yeah, it, it just uh, so we didn't go. I, I made a conscious decision. I was like, "No, I, I don't need to go," and we didn't. And um, I just think it's a real shame that obviously, um, obviously, people are suffering right now. Inflation's getting higher. Wages are not going up. Everyone's kind of tightening their belts a little bit, and um, that's a lot of money. Thirty-five dollars for one seat on the—that's row Z or row Z for you, Matt. Um, that, that's a lot of money and no interactions, no food, nothing. Um, I think it, I think it's bad. Mm, you went over twenty seconds, so I don't mind talking for a little uh, bit. For comparison, um, I don't know if you've the show a couple weeks ago, Dennis. I was saying talking to Graham about uh, ticket prices for the next CXW event that I'm going to do. They, they've got like I think it's like thirty pounds, so that's about forty dollars. For front row, which isn't too bad, you know, front row is great. Um, however, for fifty pounds, uh, you get high tiered seating, which means you get, a, you get a good view over the uh, over the ring, and you get a meal, and you get to meet every single wrestler on the card backstage. Wow, that's actually really good. That's I mean, great. <laughs> if there's if there's a time to support indie wrestling, it, it's now. Now. Yeah, but at the the same time, you know, you can't knock WWE because, you know, they're paying their wrestlers millions of dollars and they have to make their money back somehow on merchandise and ticket sales. And not only that, but also the little guy, you've got all the the people doing all the ring work, all the lighting and that. It all costs money. And I know Vince is a billionaire, but as I mentioned earlier, they've got to balance the book somewhere. Yeah, Vince I, is I still the... think this is why you better go into indie events. I think you just get a much better experience. You get that proximity. See, it's different for you, Dennis, when you're so close to Petey Williams, <laughs> when you have those connections and you can get. But for the for average fans, I think that's what's really going to get them in. If they would go to an indie event and try it out, I think that connection they would make with a wrestler, it would make a difference. And uh, they would see the value for it. And they would that would I think that's the buy in. I think that's where you need to start from. I, I think you're right. I think it's a slippery slope because indie wrestling in the past has had a bad reputation of, you know what, they'll have uh, 600 matches on a card that last four and a half hours. And the big star that you could come out and get a picture with for $35 is Marty Jannetty. And oh, you thank know, you. <laughs> I pay $35 not to go to see him. Right. So I think on the flip side, indie wrestling needs to do a better job of cleaning itself up and presenting quality matches. It doesn't have to be big name wrestlers. That's why we go to an indie show to see some of these up and coming guys, but they need to be quality matches. Uh, you know, I've I've been to many mat- indie shows where there's six seats uh, and there are people standing around. And the match is horrible or, you know, the in, indie wrestling is is a crapshoot on what's good and what's bad. So indie wrestling is its own worst enemy enemy at times. I've been very lucky in the both of the in the, every indie show I've been to see in America and UK. I've not seen a bad match yet. 
I've seen matches that maybe weren't as exciting as others, but not bad matches. So I've been very lucky on that side of things. But as you're right, it can be a crapshoot for sure. Uh, I've been very lucky to see British legends competing. I've been very lucky to see up and comers competing. I mean, I've got to see Johnny Storm, phenomenal talent on the Brits on the Brits circuit. He's gonna be facing the champion, uh, Ricky Knight Jr. for the six W Championship at August Assassinations. Twice on that far three times. Um and RKJ, I mean, he he did he did a great little bit, which I'm going to put at the at the start of the episode, Graham, Graham, just for just for good added back value, because he did a little little uh, soundbite for us, uh, oh, which okay. I, which cool. I forgot to put I forgot to put it in there, Graham. It's only been like it's only been like like a month since since I was there, but yeah, you can see amazing talent coming through it. Of course, everyone knows Ricky Knight Jr. because he's part of Paige's family. It was April first. You haven't done any editing in six weeks, so that's why it hasn't featured. I did send it to you, though. OK. <laughs> um, I do have to say for context, though, that I am a total cheapskate as well. Uh, my indie organization down in Richmond, the tickets are $15 and the booking fee is $1.50. And I refuse to buy them ahead of time because I'm not paying one fifty. So um, for, there's no way I was paying $15 per ticket, though, for each of them. We did talk about just turning up at the door as well, because then you don't have to pay all the fees. I know there's still some fees, but like the convenience fee, that's gone. Uh, but yeah, in the end, it was just like, nah, we're good. We're good. All right. Um, I guess this is a section where we go and find out. Is there anything that we miss? Let's go check out those fan cop moments. Good cops, here we go. The Terrible Wrestling Takes Podcast is your place for honest commentary about what is on TV. Not fantasy booked or what company is pushing who or why I don't like it because it's not what I want. As many shout outs as I get, it's still best to hear it from the bad cop himself, me, Bishop. Head on over to TWTakesPodcast.com and subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. I'm everywhere from Spotify to Amazon Music, even obscure places like Overcast. So feel free to send your takes to at TWTakesPodcast on Twitter or BishopTWTakes at gmail.com. Now back to Graham yelling at Matt for something he hasn't done yet, but no worries. I'll let you know who has the real terrible wrestling takes. For your podcast, not yet, not oh, yet yeah. dude. I, haven't... <laughs> I know what you're like. <laughs> you were before it even started. You were like, uh, okay, do you like soccer, Grand Prix, Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> gaming? You, you say it like it's a bet. I was waiting to ask you to waiting for you to ask him if like his middle name was Willis or something. What are you talking about? <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Oh shoot. I typed in Dennis Farrell instead of the fan cop moments. Alright, let me get them. I haven't looked at these at all, I don't think. I think I looked at a couple the other day, but I'm I did not have time since. Fan cop oh, help if I could spell. Hoping my fingers weren't so fat. Your words, kid, not mine. But fan cop moments. Yeah, Mona, face it. Uh oops. Wrong one. Let me check on here. It's uh, a pin post, Graham. All right, I got Danny. Oh, of course, I'm searching for it, and I didn't even think it was a pin. I forgot about that. All right, welcome to Fan Cop Moments. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks. 
I believe High Five Tom has done <laughs> some for both weeks, but hey. I'm going to start with Danny at Scottish Juggalo. Uh, good cop moment, Freddie Prince Jr. announcing he's starting a wrestling promotion. Um, I forgot to say, because once we got started talking, I did think of including that in my moments as well, and you mentioned it too. Uh, bad cop moment, WWE beating an absolute dead horse by digging up the club. Again, with AJ and Balor thinking it's still popular. I'm sure you were too disappointed, Matt. Whenever you get to see Finn Balor, that's a good cop moment, I would have thought. It is, and now he, and it's good to see that they're continuing a the thing with him and Damian Priest that way as well. Uh huh. That's a good, that's a good cop moment. I'm sorry, Scottish Juggalo, you're wrong. <laughs> you're just wrong. Uh, I'm going to go to the. UGT. I think he was just trolling. I'm going to UGT podcast. Um, at good cop moment. Um, the rumors of a new AEW reality show on TBS. Really positive sign that the new ownership of the network was are invested in wrestling. Depends on the point of view. The fact that they want to do a scripted reality show. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of them. As we know, to be three six years not watching Total Battles. Um, bad cop moment. Opposite of releases. Um, and allegedly it's going to happen every ninety days. Not so good. And WGF moment, WWE banning the phrase non-title. Yeah. I haven't I heard it, that. I think it was Theory that mentioned it, so he got his, yeah. Seems weird. I agree. Doesn't make hmm. a lot of sense. Um, at Jimmy Evans just said yay. Okay, thank you, Jimmy. And uh, just in uh, just in time, two on one. Best cop uh, getting to be part of the new series without high five Tom for his first watch of the 2016 Cruiserweight Classic. And worst cop, AEW's hot potato, the TNT Championship. Well, people who are complaining about this are the same people who um, were complaining about. Um, the championship not changing hands at any point, so you, you know you can't win. Mm-hmm. Um, slight on that. Oh, Justin. <laughs> I, I'm maybe not so Justin, but in general, because Justin's not screaming about it. He's done quite sensibly, like this little thing here. Some people were really vocal to it about this. Um, I'm going to start with high five Tom stuff as well. <laughs> um, Do both. Yeah. And we'll start with last week's um, good cop moment. Josh Alexander getting that well-deserved Impact World Championship. Um, and last week's bad cop moment, no GCBC, very insanity, uh, no Sunday night walk night, plus walk up from being on the road. Then, you know, it's fine, just chill, you know, just chill. I did say you could listen to JGB. JGB came out last Sunday to fill in the gap in the schedule, but eh. he, did, he did say that it's he, um, it always is a super replacement, but he's a creature of habit. And the fact that he was sick and wiped up from a thousand miles of driving in two days, I would want JGB in my ear holes for a Sunday night walk for sure. Oh, I missed that comment. I yeah, like I said, I'm in a little behind on Twitter, so I didn't see that response. Okay, fair enough. Okay, it's all good, Graham. So after you, sir. I thought you were going to do this week's comment for him as well. Oh, okay, yeah. this week's this week's good cop moments. Seeing amazing shows for AAW Pro, um, Grandel Wrestle debut show, and AH Wrestling in one weekend. 
Another great cop moment this week, having the honor of teaming up with Justin T- Time 211 on our Quebec Classic series. This week's bad cop moment, Honor Club or their lack of? Ah. Uh, Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin 21. A good cop moment. It's Impact's Under Siege this Saturday. And it's Ishii challenging Josh Alexander for the title, which is like they booked it just for me. It's always nice when that happens. And bad cop moment. Still struggling to time to find time to keep up with the wrestling. Ugh. A weekly bad cop moment right there for sure. Indeed. And the last one for today um, comes from um, our good friend, Jason Cornelius Bell over from Bad from Ringside. Good cup moment, return of Jay White to NJPW on the birthday of Bullet Club, setting up a title match with the Carter. Bad cup moment, WWE doing a poor job of capitalizing on a momentum WrestleMania. Almost forgot this is backlash weekend. How? They talk about it every five minutes. Um, and as you said, Graham, you had to put um, Nishigai down for the same good cop moment. And let me just check my notes here. Let me just check my notes here. Yeah. Give us a little update, please. Jay White, the bag of dicks. Yeah. Ah. But of course. Okay. Yeah, apparently you're a monster. For some reason, I can't. I don't know if I got blocked by JCB. I can't see his. I, I remember reading it, but I can't see it anymore. For some reason. Uh, it, because, Graham, it's... um. It's replying to where you tagged him. Ah, okay, that's why I missed it. This then. is why you have to just check every one, see if you've got a little one next to it, Graham, like that. Gotcha, gotcha. I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, very it's good. It's all good, Graham. So thank you very much to everybody who got in touch this week. Uh, look forward to hearing what we've got to next week. Uh, we're back for episode 193. Hello everybody, this is Micah from the Devoid Brand. Now we aren't just a wrestling podcast, we also have the titular specifically Devoid podcast, our game show that's sweeping across the globe, Devoid Entertainment, and many other select programming you can only find on Specifically Devoid. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Specifically Devoid, and follow us on Twitter at Devoid Podcast, that's capital D, capital P, to stay up to date on all things Devoid. I've been me, you've been you, and we'll see you later. All right, time for the Devil's Advocate round. Oh, I've been looking forward for this one this week. I think, Matt, this is the thing I've missed more than anything else. You know this is my favorite part of the show anyway. Matt, you normally have a 100 of these ones. I think I mentioned off-air that I think I have four potential ones for Dennis so far. Um, um, Dennis, I don't think you have any for us, though, at all, do you? Unless No, oh, so this is just going to be a... This is going to be a big rush. We're just going to be firing them at you this week, I think. And yeah. perhaps Matt and I will trade a couple at the end. I, think I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I did read the notes <laughs> <laughs> that's fine i don't care i always send them out i I don't want to ever like blindside somebody who comes on the show and like whoa i wasn't expecting that at all so i always no, i wasn't expecting any of it because i didn't read the notes <laughs> <laughs> so matt well in that case then if we didn't read any of this you better explain what the devil's advocate round is then this is going to be this is going to be even more important or else this last round is not going to work at all well, this is a good thing, then, Graham, that I have a whole lot of spills to do in the group, isn't it? So, so, so <coughs> la, 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 la. <coughs> Sisters, brothers, and non-binary others, welcome to episode 192 of Good Cop, Bad Cops, Devil's Advocate Round. This is where myself and Graham 
and our guest this week, who is Dennis Al from Wrestling Perspective Podcast, will be doing those advocates to each other for 20 seconds. They have a wrestling theme to them, and we do not believe the statement that is being said. This is a hot take. We have to defend as if it's the honest truth. Anyone out there thinking what we're saying, are we actually believing, and we're not just doing it to take the piss out of whatever is being said, take it over our lawyer, our resident DA, DA, at Dying Format, Michael Pellegrini. Matt, I'm just wondering this week then, just so as just so Dennis gets a feel for it, I think we should trade first, just so we can just so we can put on how, how this actually works, okay? So I'll give you the choice. Would you like to receive or deliver first? Bring it, bitch. All right. This fall, unfortunately, there's a two-week delay having not recorded last week. I had this written seconds after we finished recording last week. The real reason AEW should mix up their championship matches with an occasional three-way match is so as soon as the ring bell rings, the heel character can immediately roll out the ring and it becomes the more traditional singles match for a minute. This is exactly what happened when I was at CXW, Graham. It happened straight away. I obviously got to see some amazing stuff between um, an gender match, as you saw, because of that background. And we could see that in AEW. That way we can see Jonathan Bradley brought back into the fold and then she can not only win a match on AEW, she can win the AEW Championship from CM Punk. Time. It, it occurred to me straight away. You made a big point of like, why is every championship match a singles match? And then I saw um, a triple threat match straight after. And immediately what happened was one person rolled straight out the ring. And I was like, that happens every single time. That always happens. Like, I'm not saying it's not a good tactic, but then you just get your singles match anyway. So what difference does it make? You might as well just go with your singles match. Yeah, fair enough. Right. Do you, you're, do you want your one then, Graham? Yeah, go ahead. Bring it. Okay, your one. Um, I actually wrote this 20 seconds ago. <clears throat> Paying £35 for a, for a wrestling ticket is clearly way too much. However, I'll happily pay £60 for a seat in the upper rafters at some bit place stadium like Fenway Park. Oh, if I could get a ticket at Fenway for $60, I would be absolutely delighted. I paid $100 the first time I went there for the outfield, and I heard people behind me said they paid $125. Um, yeah, $35, obviously, in comparison, is much cheaper. Um, you get what you pay for, so you got to choose whether you want your baseball or whether you want your wrestling. But all things considered, um, if, you buy a ticket, if you buy tickets for Fenway on Ticketmaster, you pay those fees anyway. I kind of got lost in the middle. I forgot what I was kind of defending. I kind you of try and defend. You're, you wouldn't pay $35, you would have to pay $60. Um, yeah, I got I got lost in the mall. I looked it up. The average ticket price at Fenway Park is sixty dollars. Yeah, I would pay sixty to go Fenway in an instant, right? Now. Yeah. yeah, no, I I was uh, July fourth. I want to say it was two thousand five, two thousand six, something around that time. Uh, Roy Halliday was pitching for the Jays. I don't remember who was pitching for Boston, and I didn't have a ticket ahead of time. I was just in town, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I mean, just pick. And I paid a hundred, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's a lot. But then I heard people behind me saying they paid a hundred and twenty-five, so I'm not much happy about that. Um, I have been since, and I know the tickets for that one were much cheaper, and I was in a much better. I was pretty close to. It won't mean anything to you at all, Matt, but I was pretty close to the uh, the Ted Williams seat. There's a, uh, I think it's Ted Williams. There's a red seat that's in the. I know Ted Williams. They're all green seats around, but there was the special seat. I think it's where he hit one of his longest home runs. So we were pretty close to that section. So that must be, I'm guessing, uh, right field because I think it was close to the pesky pole as well. So, yeah. All right, Dennis. I'm in. Got the idea for this? 
Yep. Matt, now, how many do you have for Dennis, just out of interest? Huh? How many do you have? Oh, just one. I've, well, I've got two, but I'm not entirely sure the second one is broadcastable for oh, legal reasons. You you did mention that. Um, I mentioned I had a few, but uh, I'm not going to give all these. Um, one of them's not really wrestling related anyway. Uh, one of them was going to be uh, when Mason receives his uh, Wrestling Perspective podcast prize, it will have been worth the wait. <laughs> um, that, that's a little bit of a, an inside joke. Do that on the air. Do that one on the air. <laughs> you want to do that one? Yeah, call me out. I deserve it. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Time starts. Go. go. All right. Listen, uh, you won a prize and I didn't send it to you. I'm a dickhead. And um, uh, I actually still have somewhere in a box because I had moved. I've gotten divorced and moved. I still have it in a box somewhere I need to send you. So I do still have it. That it's the first time we've had show. someone roast themselves on a devil's advocate. Um, it's a what running joke. Um, it I is. Can't remember, I can't even remember what the competition was. That, that's it's what makes it even worse. Us um, trying to get fans and you were our only fan? I'm not joking about that. You <laughs> you literally were the only one. I, not, I, like, I wish I could tweet it, and you probably had to follow and you might have had yeah, to yeah. on iTunes or something. I don't I, remember. I still have the P.D. Williams autograph poster in a box somewhere, and I have to find it in this small apartment now. <laughs> if I find it, I will send it to you. I promise. And I know I've said it before, but it was weird because I had just gotten – I was just going through a divorce at that uh-huh. time. And I'm like, ah, oh, I keep forgetting. And then uh, here we are. So, yeah. Uh, that was the will actually I... be dead by the time I send it to you, <laughs> and your kid will have kids himself. <laughs> It was the one I thought about as we came up. Mason and I joke about it periodically. Like, it's not a big deal at all. We were quite happy to enter it. Uh, but we talk about it periodically. And like you said, you've like, oh, like, like I've been like really busy. And I've always said every time I was like, hey, look, there's no hurry. I know. Really no you've hurry. not been one of those people. I, and I appreciate uh, it. But I do. I'd like to point out, been four years. Yeah. It's probably been about four years now. Easily, I'm get, I, I will go back and I will look in the, the DMs and I'll see if I, I can. I, and I, and I, you know what? I just saw it when I was unpacking stuff. I'm like, holy cow. I bet you uh, I, I might even be able to find it in like four minutes because I think I know what box it's hiding in. And I, I could show you a picture of it if that's. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty sure it was on. I won't even recognize PD anymore. It'll be so old. You won't. I think, Graham, it's MGB episode 16. 26. <laughs> oh, well, oh, sorry. When we mentioned that we'd. Uh, oh, that's possible. That That is possible, actually. Yeah. yeah might even predate but that. But I still have it. And, and if I find it, I, I, I will. <laughs> I, I will at least lie to you and tell you I'll send it to you. <laughs> For the benefit of the tape, he's gone rather sheepish right now. Um, so you. It was a total cheap shot. I have, some, I have more. I have more. The one that I'm not going to ask you to defend that I did think about possibility was um, every wrestler should change their name to Chelsea Green, therefore allowing them then therefore allowing them to, to commit to perform Canadian destroyers at will. That was going to be one of the ones. So that was one thing. I know PD like a lot of people do the Canadian destroyer right now. I know he gave Chelsea Green permission. Um, the only person. So, I knew that was a very specific one that I knew you would understand. But the real one I wanted you to defend, because I didn't really want you to defend that one. I thought about it, but I was like, no, no, no. The one I really want you to defend is this. And I don't think this will mean much to Matt either. I think we might have possibly talked about it before. Let me get my clocks just switched off. So, all right, here is your real devil's advocate from me is... 
The segment Petey Williams should pitch to Vince McMahon to boost ratings is the classing wrestling perspectives podcast game, Wrestler or Porn Star. I wish he would do that, and I wish they would do it. It was my all-time favorite segment with his now ex-wife. So uh, we all have gone through divorces. That's the wrestling perspective curse. But God bless you for loving that one. That has always been my favorite. I'm taking every second to talk. God bless wrestler or porn star it was one of the first moments that really stood out on that show it was pretty early on and it was just hilarious i i didn't realize that uh, pd had divorced since then or else i perhaps might not have mentioned it oh, no, it's uh, okay but, it's still a classic bit but for matt's benefit it was i'm aware, I'm aware of it graham it's how you oh? come up with this with wrestler or dino bots and that's how i spun it around to be wrestler or power rangers monster you didn't like that one at all well, the, I will gift you wrestler or wrestler or porn star if you guys want to steal that. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I, I, I don't steal people's, um, people's it's ideas. Steal it. I'm gifted it. We don't use it anymore. Well, Graham, Graham, games. And we're on episode one ninety two. So how about episode two hundred? We try and figure out how we're going to do that. Okay. I'd like to point out, Graham, we've stolen entire gimmick. And my brother told me this week, by the way, he's like, you stole your whole gimmick from a British based radio show. I'm like, we did. Point. Your point? <laughs> Not the good cop, bad cop. That that was that's to, that was that was totally. But all the segments after uh, the devil's advocate round is totally stolen, and the open agenda is totally stolen as well. Absolutely. But that's, in any case, um, so you have now delivered um, yours to uh, to Dennis. Dennis, it is now turn time for you to turn fire to ground. I don't think he has one. I don't. Think I, I can come up with something. Give me a second. Okay. Give me a second. Um. All right, I, I've come up with something. Okay, 20 seconds to end the statement, Graham. Do you consider your... Graham, you are not a real wrestling fan anymore. I think I can totally defend that. The only thing I've been watching on uh, Twitter, I go straight to JGB's account now because I've started following all these different baseball players. So, no, if I have a choice between watching a wrestling match and looking at baseball Twitter, I go straight to baseball Twitter. And if I'm not watching that, I'm watching soccer, as Matt talked about, because of the Champions League. And if I'm not doing that, it's disc golf. So they're definitely my top three, not wrestling. It's on the decline. It's, de it's definitely on the decline. You actually asked me earlier, like, is it dependent on my sons? It's actually dependent on my uh, youngest son who's sitting across the room there, Matt Willis. <laughs> I think once he, if he suddenly says that he's finally lost interest, that might actually be the, the final thing. I think you're kind of the reason why I'm probably staying in wrestling longer than I thought. Um, in all fairness, Jackson does still like going to the independent matches. I, I love going to indie matches. There's nothing that stops that side of it. But I think that's the difference. It depends what we talking about if we're talking about live action then wrestling is right up there but if we're talking about watching on the screen it, it drops me it, it definitely drops for sure i think yes. Matt, you need to start giving him weekly homework to get him back into it yeah 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 i doing that before it was a segment he would give things to recommend and no no we're not doing that do you have one for matt then can you think of anything off the top of your head i can I know you don't know Matt as well, but I'm sure, you, I, I, I'm sure there's been a few clues in this near two hours. Okay, what you got for me in this? <sighs> Give me, uh, let's see here. All right, Matt, defend this statement. Would you say you're over in England? Is that a uh, fair assessment? I want to misrepresent. Yes, All right. Yes. Uh, English wrestling is better than American wrestling. If you ever want proof of how good 
English wrestling is. Just look at some of the greats that have gone in the Hall of Fame in recent times. Perfect example at Davey Boy Smith. One of the best to ever do it. Someone who could out-wrestle Shawn Michaels in a match. You want proof of that? Just go look at uh, one not only from 1997. Brilliant, brilliant wrestler. Better than Shawn Michaels. Uh, you managed to say one wrestler in 20 seconds. Great job. You convinced I, me that. I gave, me, I gave an example. What more do you want? You said there's a whole list who've been in the Hall of Fame, and then you mentioned one name. Probably the greatest one as well. Probably the greatest Montenegro world champion. Hey, we managed to get, we managed to all do devil's advocate, so I'm going to call that a win. Oh, there's more. I, I, I you said this mine, off yeah. air. I thought you said this wasn't suitable for broadcast. I've got one, and one isn't suitable for broadcast. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do apologise. I'm I ready. Apologize. Okay, this this one is quite a simple one, really. Defend this statement, Mr. Farrell. <clears throat> Minoru Suzuki is a poor man's great Carly. Oh, I have to defend that? Boy, yeah. uh, uh, if if by poor man you mean extremely rich, uh, Minoru Suzuki is phenomenal. I love the dude. <laughs> uh, and I, I've only recently learned about the guy. I'm not even going to lie to you. And he has captured my heart. And you know what? I like the great Kali. So, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Can I, I guess that you uh, spotted that on somebody's Twitter feed, possibly, Matt? Knowing your, uh, yeah. Not all of our guests, Graham, are active on Twitter. Mr. Yes. Carroll is very active on Twitter, uh-huh. so it was not hard to find something. I was like, how much Suzuki? Oh, he's he big on Suzuki, on Suzuki Gun. Okay, lovely. Bang, done. It works perfectly. Uh, we'll record the other one off air just in case it's not suitable to make your editing task yeah. a little easier. Dennis, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been an absolute blast. Please go ahead, promote everything. Tell us where we can find the show. Um, perhaps we can sell a second hoodie. Tell us where we can find you on like Pro Wrestling Tees. If there's anything like that you want to promote, I can say the floor is all yours. <laughs> A second hoodie. Uh, listen, uh, my kid's going to community college, so buy as many hoodies as you can so I don't have to pay for it. Now, uh, uh, listen, Wrestling Perspective a podcast. Google it. You'll find it where everywhere you get your podcasts. It's that simple. YouTube, Fight TV, uh, if you want to actually watch our interactions. Uh, audio, you know, we're on Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, iThis, whatever the hell. Just fucking find it and download it and listen to it and uh tell us you like it that's and we'll give you a shout out on there unless you're graham which we used to do that every week for the first two years it was really literally the wrestling perspective featuring graham because he was the only one that commented so i'm not lying for years he was our only fan and I, I can't thank you enough at the start for supporting Mason. It, I was going to say, um, a young boy's kind of little dream. He wanted to do a podcast. He did other people. And, um, yeah, just to get the word out there for anybody that ever supported us, we, we really appreciate that. And you were a big you were a big name that mentioned us. And it was always cool when I could I could just get him to listen. I'd say, hey, look, listen, Dennis has just mentioned you on the podcast. And you were always very, very supportive and very nice about that. And I, I certainly appreciate it as a dad. And I know he appreciated it as well. Uh, I wish when I was that age, I knew what I wanted to do. I was in my 30s when I figured out I could do this whole podcasting thing. And I just kind of wish that, uh, 
you know, when I was 12, there would be somebody, whether it's a podcast or what, that mentioned my name that would get me. Because, listen, we all would call the local sports talk and try to get on the air and do all that stuff. And then you hang up real fast and listen to the last seven seconds and be like, ah, yes, I did it. And that was as, as close to being famous as I think I ever thought I would come. And then this podcasting came along and I made the decision that uh, whether you're 12 or 40 – if I'm in a position to help someone, which not that big of one, but I'll do whatever I can. You've been very generous saying you're 40 for grand. Who is 50 for these starters? I found it out this week that apparently I'm older than the high five. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. I was like, that cannot be true. Um, apparently what? that is totally true. Yeah, I, I thought the high five went back into the 60s, but apparently not. No. Or perhaps even earlier than that. Nope. No, not from uh, the facts that I read. Matt's checking it up right now. Um, there's a couple of different stories. One is at a, a baseball field, and another one is on... It was apparently happened between the Dodgers and the Astros in 1977. There you go. Yeah, 1977. Or there was a talk about a Louisville basketball match as well. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, and it's not. I think that's how I introduced MGB to begin with. Uh, a boy who was uh, 10 years old and a dad who's in his 40s. I think I love. I think very, it's the early forties. I think I said it. Very time. generous, that is, Graham. Yeah, very generous. Very generous. Right. Thank you once again, uh, Dennis, for uh, being on the show today. Uh, it's been an absolute honour and a privilege having you on. Never had someone put me in my place like you have, sir. So thank you so much. Um, I'll come anytime, guys. Oh, absolutely. Off. We'll see you next week. Okay, perfect. Um, <laughs> well, Matthew, you, you're amazing. We love you, love you, love you. Um, yeah, my mind's foggy. Have we asked him to plug his Twitter and everything yet? Or? Oh, we did ask, but I don't think you mentioned it. Yeah, tell us where we can find you on Twitter. Uh, the, the podcast is WP underscore pod. I am undisputed DPF. That's my initials. Don't tell anybody. Um, just keep it between the three of us, guys. Don't put that part on there. Is the, uh, is the P? Oh, I just winked. That's right. This is audio only. People can't see. Yeah, me. this is audio only. Is oh, the P isn't PD, is it? Well, hey, PD's back on Twitter, by the way. So, uh, oh, he is? Williams. I he's got he's got no followers though. Somehow, weird. I think they came back. So he got hacked, and then WWE got his account back, and then he had no followers, and he had some, and then he but uh, he's back though. Excellent, excellent. So yeah, everyone go check out. Resident Play Podcast uh, out everywhere and anywhere you can get your podcast, even on places like Overcast. Yeah. Um, me and Graham will be back next week. Dennis will be back at some point in the future for sure. Um, Don't make me wait four years, guys. <laughs> I guarantee it won't happen, sir. Okay. Uh, on behalf of us here, we got back up. Stay safe out there. Um, we're out of here. Oh. Music was Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. HTTP colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by slash 3.0 slash.